is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. <laughs> Welcome to the main satellite. The main satellite. I am Tamarcus. And we got a, another wonderful show for you guys tonight. Uh, we have a full panel. And I'll let them introduce themselves. As usual, my name is Brody. I'm from Goldsboro, North Carolina. Happy to be present um, upon yet another broadcast of the main motherfucking satellite. Happy to be here. All right, um, Will. Is that Paul? Right, ladies first. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm Yvette Graham, and I am originally from Goldsboro. I'm currently in Greensboro, North Carolina, and um, I'm better known as Lavender, referred to on the show, and I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Paul. I'm calling in from Florida, but uh, I am originally from England. Um, and uh, yeah, I am known as Grims by a lot of people. It's, it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> so why why do they call you Grim? Where'd you get that nickname? Oh, just from my last name. Uh, oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it's it's kind of uh, fair. <laughs> 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 oh man, we got the Grim Reaper up in this mud. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i said we got a an awesome show lined up uh nothing too structured we're just gonna have a good time and have a good conversation there were two subjects um well one subject brought up to me but then i heard that uh uh people wanted to 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 talk about something a little different i wanted to um dive back into Christianity. But then I heard that some folks wanted to talk politics. <laughs> so um we could we could talk about one or both. A lot of, they 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 do have some similarities. And um so anyway, uh I'll just let anybody get started, man. We, we start out with some religious shit. I ain't got nothing. I really don't have anything planned. So um Paul, uh, Grim, since you're new here, and I know how you feel about religion, but give us your thoughts. Give the, the, the rest of the panel, the main here, the main motherfucking satellite, your thoughts on religion, how you view it, what it means to you, um, where you are as far as that goes. Um, well, you, you know, I, I am religious, right? Like I, but I'm not like, uh, I don't identify as being Christian. Um, I'm actually... A Scientologist, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of arrived there like um, after like a, a long time in the UK. I've not really been religious at all because um, you know I, I come from a background where uh, you know my mum's Catholic, my dad's Protestant, and um, yeah, it's, it doesn't really like uh, sit too well. Those two two different denominations in the UK they have a, like a fairly uh, bloody history with each other. Um, so, you know, 
they already came from that background and then like um, they got married in a registry office. <laughs> they kind of, uh, they kind of put everyone at odds with each other, uh, you know, so I didn't really fit in with anything uh, over there for like uh, a long time. I mean, I went to, um, went to a couple of youth groups because that, that was the only, the church was the only place that actually put anything on for kids. You know, they were the only ones interested in giving us anything constructive to do in the holidays. So I used to go to like this um, Baptist um, Bible uh, class that was kind of like, you know, building papier mache models of like stuff that happened in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I suppose like the next time I really kind of kind of clicked with anything was when I was, uh, I kind of got into like the beat generation, like Jack Kerouac and some of that mm-hmm. stuff. And um mm-hmm. You know, I, I was kind of a little bit into Buddhism for a, for a second, but it never really kind of clicked for me there either, fully, 100%. Um, yeah, so, so, so it's always it's kind of been like something that's not really like uh, clicked until in the last 10 years when I, I started volunteering for my church and helping other people, and that's really kind of got me hooked into into even being religious, really, you know, the, just the idea of helping other people. I, I never really, like, the hook for me wasn't, like, spiritual mm-hmm. enlightenment or, like, uh, helping myself. I didn't really kind of necessarily think that that was something that could be done. But I knew I could help other people. So that, that was kind of what got me interested, you know. And so looking at it from a Scientologist perspective, you don't you don't really view it as something that is uh, spiritual, spiritual per se. It's more something as uh, a life or an act of service, uh, consistent acts of service. Well, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, religion. It's, it's, it's a little bit more along the lines of Buddhism. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's the idea is like it's a an applied religious philosophy. So it's like uh the stuff that you learn has to be applied in, in the real world. And, you know, I know, I know all religions kind of have that, um, that kind of flow. Like yeah, you know, like a lot of Christian churches go out and actually help in the community. And, uh, you know, I have some friends in the Nation of Islam who do the same thing, but, you know, they're out in the community, like, helping people. Um, but... I, I don't think Christianity was necessarily going to work for me in the UK because they're, they're already like pushing me <laughs> to one side because I came from one denomination. They're pushing me to the side because I came from another denomination. And, and my parents, I mean, in the UK, like uh, religion's a little is a little bit more divorced from daily life, or at least it was where I came from. It's it's a little bit more secular over there. Um, so people would go on holidays. And, you know, they would go on, like, uh, yeah, just, like, religious festivals. It wasn't really, like, a super engaged part of things, whereas now I'm kind of actively, like, helping counsel people and doing stuff like that. So, you know, which which is really what, what it should be about, you know? Absolutely. Right. L- Lavender, what are your views on oh, religion? Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, Scientology, I'm... I'm I'm not too familiar with it. I haven't done any kind of uh, research on it. it. The extent of um, uh, Scientology that I know, um, that I recognize is, you know, when people talk about Tom Cruise or, 
any Remy, other Remy, uh, what's her name? Leah Remy or something like that. Yeah, something something like that. Um, that's the that's the extent I know about Scientology. Like what it what is is there a, a person like Jesus that that Scientologists Scientologists follow? Um, is is there a Scientology Bible? Just give me a, a an overall view of Scientology because I don't know nothing about it. Okay, so there's a there's a set of like uh, books that we like read, which we call the basics, um, and they basically go over like um, just life in, in general and like how you know um the first book is uh, dianetics which i don't know a lot of people are fairly familiar with and that, that kind of is uh kind of helps you like handle mental health and stuff like that it kind of talks about that as, a, as an issue and it kind of goes into the history of mental health uh, you know and offers kind of solutions on it and then, then there's there's a variety of other things which are like uh, about practical application, like you know, uh, covers everything from like work to uh, you know, marriage and that kind of thing. Um, as far as like ha- having a central figure, I mean, uh, Elron Hubbard's the guy who wrote all the books, um, but he's not really he's not worshipped per se. It's it's more that like you know he kind of put the guideposts in place and like you know wrote the the texts um and that, that, that's kind of really it. i mean it's it's like if you have a problem in your life and you're looking for a practical solution like it's you can find it by studying the, the text uh, yeah that, that's kind of yeah that's what it's been for me really um what i learned uh, now uh, paul you remember we worked at um uh for doc Earners. Yeah. At um uh and, and Clearwater with Mike and Biff, who I'll never forget for various reasons, most of which aren't positive. But up to that point, I didn't know anything about Scientology. And I think I had, in fact, I know I had a negative perspective of it, um, strictly because of uh what I learned from them. And and not not only that, but how it seemed to be uh a contradiction in terms of how they ran the business and how they treated people versus what L. Ron Hubbard wrote. You know, um, we had to read, you remember when we had to read um, a couple of chapters uh, of Dianetics. That was a part of the interview process. You know, you had to read, um, they gave you a brief uh, summary of who L. Ron Ron Hubbard was and what the tenets of Scientology are. And it seemed pretty positive to me. Now I'm not an overly religious person. I grew up that way. And I still have some of those uh, some of those traits. You know, you never come out of what it is you were taught growing up. But um, on the surface, everything on its face, everything seemed great. But then I, I'm one of those people, or at least I was one of those people, and still am to a degree. Who I'm watching to see if you're practicing everything you preach to me. So when I came out of it, it was a negative um, view I had of it. Now, um, by way of knowing you and a few other Scientologists, I understood it. It was it's really it's just the same as any other. Um, spiritual uh, 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 it's the same as any other quote unquote religion you know it's, 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 it's what people do versus what it is they say and with me I tend to look at what people do you know so I came out of it with a negative um, perspective but of course most especially since you began to practice Scientology I've, I've begun to view it in a more I have viewed it and do view it in a more positive light but again you are the, uh, the prism so to speak when it comes to that you know, yeah. 
mean, yeah, it's the same as anything. Like, it's like uh, you have to, if you don't practice it correctly or, you, you know, you kind of misapply the stuff that you're learning, then it, it doesn't really count for anything. It's like, uh, you know, people who say that they're Christian and then they're only really interested in, like, uh, the Old Testament, <laughs> you know, like for an eye. And, I, you know, I never really saw how that squared. Like, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, Jesus is kind of pretty Eastern in some of his philosophies, you know, and, and it's it's kind of interesting. He like practices like, you know, um, turning the other cheek and like, uh, you know, um, you know, it, it's uh, there's a lot of practical application in the stuff that he talks about. I mean, if you look at the parables and you look at like, um, you know, all, all the stuff. In the Bible, like a lot of it doesn't get practiced. It's really, it's kind of interesting. It's like, um, but then I, you know, I know people who are really, really study their Bible and they really like can take it and use it. I mean, like I, I had a couple of friends um, who lived like uh, in the town over from where I'm at now, who who would study it every week and they would like invite Jehovah's Witnesses into like kind of have like a debate so that they can test their own faith. It's like, you know, if, you, if you're not testing it and applying it and actually like, uh, you know, doing something with the stuff that you're learning, then well, mm-hmm. what exactly is the, the use of it? There, you don't worship anybody, is it? Is it? No. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It, it, it doesn't say that there isn't like a, uh, you know, a God in back of it, but it's like... Uh, it's almost like it provides the framework for you to live and then you can kind of come to your own like spiritual understanding of what exactly God means at the, at the end of it. It's, it's, it's almost like you're like clearing all of the crap out of the way of your life so that you can actually get to a point where you have like a, a clear head and you can have that cognition for yourself. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's very much like... Um, Buddhism in that way and like it's, it's kind of interesting because uh, you know in the UK it wasn't recognised as a religion up until sometime in the last 10 years and, and like uh, one of the things they were pointing to was that Buddhism didn't have a central god figure like, no, nobody worships Buddha like they you know practice the the things that Buddha said to practice in order to achieve enlightenment but you, mm-hmm. you know if you're worshipping Buddha you're kind of missing the point of the whole religion and to, to a degree like i actually kind of feel like i know there's like a lot of religious religious thought around christianity that says that you are supposed to like worship jesus but jesus was also providing like a practical guide to how to live i mean even the old testament like um and some of the some of the uh the torah and the talmud like they're, they're all about like practical ways to to live like they, they give you you know like like moral kind of guideposts so mm-hmm. that you don't like stray from from the path of what's like you know pro survival it's like you know if you just go around like uh you know killing people you get in trouble like uh you know if you want to be treated well treat your neighbor well but you know right. it's, it's all pro- like practical stuff i think the problem comes in when you get this like People who pay lip service to it, who like you know, say that they're they're following a religion, but they they're only there on a Sunday, like uh, you know, when they can be seen. It's like uh, yeah, it's like the optics of it, you know, like uh, 
the formalities of it. Yeah, you know, like uh, I mean, God, I, I, I hate to jump <laughs> this early with mentioning like uh, probably everyone's least favorite person, but like it's kind of like uh, Donald Trump standing outside a church with an upside down Bible claiming that he's a yeah. Christian when in his personal life he he's pretty much like I think if you look the at devil. the pattern of his yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Of it's like, he's, he's like already sleeping with the next woman that he's like lined up in his life before he's got rid of the one he's with he's kind of covering his bases which, mm-hmm. you know it's not really a very Christian thing and like you know He's the absolute. He's the polar opposite of anything. You, if you are a Christian or you're a religious person of any sort, outside of being a Satanist, and let's face it, I've known Satanists who aren't <laughs> as evil as he is, or people who are Wiccans who aren't as disgusting as he is. Um, it is a matter of again. It goes back to what it is. Um, what we were talking about a, a couple of minutes ago, which is prove to me that you actually believe what it is you're saying. That's going to convert people. So you live whatever your religion is. You live mm-hmm. whatever your spirituality, your spiritual level is. Anything beyond that is useless and uh, hypocritical. Uh, yeah. You know, but if you are the right person, people, if you have the right amount of influence, people are going to follow you. Like they follow that asshole, you know, and various other motherfuckers who are just like them, you know. But, but I think at the moment he starts like doing something outside of like, uh, you know, the kind of, tenets of Christianity is not Christian. I mean, it's, it's like uh, the Dalai Lama was saying, like, people who are going around, like, bombing other countries and killing people aren't, aren't Muslims. They're not, that isn't a representation of Islam. That's, you know, as soon as they do that, they, they basically break the contract with that religion. They're not actually, like, doing what that religion is telling them to do. I mean, I, I, I remember reading about it. It was like, um, uh, the, the hadiths, like the, uh, the the kind of like uh, scholarly Muslim thought around how to apply the uh, teachings of, of Muhammad, uh, there's like um, there's like one one guy I think that was like you know trying to like spin it into this whole like uh, you know suicide bomb type thing. It's like one one guy like that um, mm-hmm. basically exploited the fact that you know. That the US and the UK have basically been over in Afghanistan, like screwing the country up for it since, like, I mean, I think, like, the first world, since the first world war, I think they've been in there, like, kind of messing with that country and screwing it up. So this guy just went in and, like, kind of appealed to the base instincts of these people that, that were desperate and turned some of them, he radicalized some of them. I mean, you know. But at the moment they start killing people, they cease to be Muslim. They're, they're following this one guy who says this is what it means. They're not actually looking at the source text. You know, yeah. But I mean, that, that's kind of kind of how I feel. Like if you, if you if you stick to the source text, then then you can't really go wrong. Which is kind of hard when you look, when you're talking about a book like the Bible or a book like. Um, the Quran or the Quran. yeah because mm-hmm. the, the Quran was like an oral tradition for like hundreds of years and it was only like uh you know they had to basically get all these people who memorized it to get together and then they corralled it all into one book and then basically had to see which ones 
you know, how, how often does this thing like not jive with like the actual message that's supposed to be in the Quran? And same with mm-hmm. the same with the um, the Bible. I mean, there's one thing I've never really understood, right? So the Bible's supposed to be the word of God, you know. Yet you have like uh, what's it, Council of Nicodema, and like um, you know, various people at various points going, I, I don't really like that part of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that part doesn't agree with how I feel. So you know, we're, we're not going to have reincarnation in the Bible. We're just going to chop that out. Like um, you know, oh, we, we don't want Mary Magdalene's gospel in here. That might be a little inconvenient because we don't want women to have power in the church. Bang, you know. Hmm. So they knock right. all this stuff out. It's like you know. So, but. But like uh, you know, if you kind of look at the like central message of any of them, like I think the whole idea is like this is a practice that's going to keep our people alive and it's going to like help them move forward into the future. Like any religion, any religion, like it doesn't matter. That, that's really the point: to keep the people alive who believe in it in a positive um, manner as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, lavender. Give us your perspective own religion how you practice how you view it and how it relates to how it relates to a decent life for you and for others around you even folks you don't know um i just really feel that people need something to believe in and um most people choose well they don't choose i think it's really um how you grew up a lot of people like for me i would say my background is christian but I don't go to church, you know? Um, I'm one of those people that would say they're churched out. I went to church every time the church doors were open when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just don't want to go. I I don't want to go at all. Um, I do know that they say we should fellowship and blah, 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 but I I just don't go to church. I don't want to be bothered with it. It's a lot of stuff that I was taught that doesn't make any sense to me. And I think that's another reason why I do not attend church now. Um, so it's like education has also gotten in the way of my childlike faith. So my beliefs mm-hmm. have changed a lot. So that's why I do not go to church on my own. You'll have to, in, someone will have to invite me, but I will also mm-hmm. go to a mosque. Like wherever you invite me, I might go, but I don't, I don't really practice Christianity in the sense of praying and fasting and I'm just pretty basic I just do the principles of treating people right but I was told that's not enough to get me into heaven so yeah I'm sorry go ahead that's just that's just pretty much it I'm here to answer questions ask me some questions I'll tell you now Mark uh, okay okay little sister so Mark you had a a chuckle about it. Tell us how it is you feel in terms of uh, what Lavender just said. I'm. I almost agree. I agree with everything she just said. Even though I didn't go to church a lot when I was younger, um, I'm still churched out. Mm-hmm. Just, just those <laughs> few times that I've been, I'm churched the fuck out. 
So the tenets that you that that have stuck with you in terms of what it is you were taught when you were younger, and you know the things you have read about and heard about, what are those tenets that you that you stick to? The the the, the ones that stick with you that you you can say, I don't need to go to church to be able to do this. I can do this on my own. The things that I don't that I don't need to go to church to know that I should be charitable. I don't need to go to church to know that I should not lie or not steal or be loyal or I don't need to go to church to do, to do that. I, I'm just going to do it. And where I learned those principles from were from people who had nothing to do with church. You know, I just, I'm really churched out. That's my, that's my thing. I, I don't have any use for it at all. And um, a lot of the Christian people that I, that I deal with in my personal life, as far as family, they are so hypocritical and um, so judgmental and they turn me away from church mm. because I should be able to look at Christians and find something different about them. And I'm only speaking about Christians because I'm only around Christians more than any other religious group, but I should be able to look at them and see something different in them than I would do, than I uh, would see in someone that doesn't attend church or see something in them that I would want to um, be like. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be like any of them. I don't, if that's God in you, then I don't want to have nothing to do with him. So it's, it's my background. I was, I was telling someone the other day, if I'm driving and I'm about to have a car accident, I might say Jesus. But I think that's out of habit. Um, if I'm really ill and I'm desperate, I might ask someone to pray. But at the same time, like I said, education has also changed my mind. And I feel I'm really big on energy. And I just feel like whatever you believe in enough, that's what works for you. So if someone is putting positive words and positive vibrations out there for me, then I'm willing to accept it. But as far as me going to sit in a pew and uh, that's not for me and I and I'm not even gonna go play you know I, I might as well go to a Broadway play and I'm not <laughs> gonna do that either so um the church people just really remind me of a bunch of Juilliard graduates it's just fake as fuck to me if I can say that you can say they can say whatever you want to hear I met name. a few real Christians I've met a few real Christians but I would say like your mom, for example, I feel like she's a real Christian, but she was real before she became, came to Christ. So that's not, I don't think Jesus made her that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, but other than that, yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm not caught in the middle. I'll say this. I've been to, uh, obviously being raised as a christian as a free will baptist christian i've been to churches i've been to catholic services i have known catholic many catholic people i have known uh you know satanists as i said before i've known wiccan wiccans when i went into the air force i met a lot of people who either were not present in goldsboro or they were uh subdued because they knew um, they were subtle about it because they knew if they mentioned what they were or what their thought was, they would be ridiculed, driven out of town with pitchforks and fucking torches and all of that. I've mm. known individuals who are, um, there was a mosque. So when I lived on the other side of town, both you and Mark know what that was, right over the road from where I lived was a mosque. 
And I used to go over there every now and again. And not just to get free things. I would go over there uh, <laughs> to, hear, to hear what they had to say. And a lot of what they said made sense to me. But, you know, uh, this is what all three of you guys uh, have said. Uh, there would be times when I would go to a service over there at the mosque, right? And they would be preaching all the admirable aspects of, uh, uh, you know, the Muslim belief or beliefs. And uh, it would all sound great when I was in the mosque. But the moment I came out, there were a few times, maybe two, three times, that I spoke to regular attendees of this place, of this mosque. And you had the men talking about that the women were speaking, saying things like the women were subservient to them. And women mm -hmm. didn't have a right to walk around. Some of them felt like without coverings, uh, uh, burqas and things like that. Um, and they were, they were uh, fans of women being second-class citizens, so that went out the window. And at that time, I wasn't searching for a new belief system. I wasn't searching for it. I went over because I'm a curious person. I know that mm -hmm. all three of y'all know that we're all curious individuals. So I thought, well, let me go over here and see what it is I have to say. And everything they spoke uh, sounded great, just like what it is you were saying, Lavender, um, and what you said, Paul, what you said as well, Mark. But, you know, seeing this, these things practically, these beliefs, and perspectives practically applied when they weren't around their peers was disgusting. It was bad. Not every Muslim I've ever known, um, not every uh, uh, Wiccan I've ever known, not every uh, uh, agnostic or atheist individual I've ever known has been an asshole. But the vast mm -hmm. majority of those who claim a specific religious experience or, you know, this is what they adhere to, these beliefs they adhere to have not been that. I, I have known. Can I just few... say that, Brody? Like, if they're an arsehole or an arsehole, it's like it really doesn't matter like what religion that they're in. Like, that's that particular person. It's just being a being a dick, basically. I mean, like, you know, mm. the, the, they really. It's not from like you know top to tail. They're not really like practicing what they, they preach so mm -hmm. you know and you you have a pretty good bullshit detector so i i, I can't i know you don't suffer fools gladly so it's like mm -hmm. you know so somebody says something and then doesn't follow through on it it's not going to take you long to like write them off i mean you know <laughs> yeah so, but um, yeah I, I don't think that that's just them right i think it's the individual. And I think um, in our society and many societies beyond, you know, around the world, I think we, uh, too many of us, far too many of us take the word at what it is, but we don't pay much attention to how those individuals who are preaching a word or speaking a word behave themselves. So it's very easy to fall into it and say, well, and, and, and normally like there's some, there are people that I've spoken to about it, folks of all denominations and belief systems who will say, well, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. But that's not that's not how the human brain works. You learn by example. You learn by example. You watch um, these practitioners uh, tell you what they believe. You watch how they behave after they've told you what they believe. And if those things don't add up, then you'll say, fuck it. Like you said a moment, a few minutes ago, Lavender, you know, I, show me as everybody here has been saying, show me. Don't don't just tell me. Show me. And I have one more thing I want to add is um, I, I look at the attendees of church like I would um, patients in a hospital or um, students in a classroom. I feel like we go to get better. So I'm not really judging my experience of a neighbor sitting beside me. It's the leaders that has really turned me off. So 
doctors, um, some we don't not go to the hospital because of other patients there. We don't go because the doctors are crap or the nurses are crap. You see what I'm saying? Or we may not go to a specific school, not because of the students, but because the professors are crap. The teachers don't care. I don't go to church because I have been turned off by the leaders, the people that have been put in place that supposed to receive the word from God and deliver it to us. I don't, I think I've been too close to a lot of leaders that I, they've made me not trust um, what they're saying. I also look at church like big business too. And um, it's a lot of, that I've, ex- that I've experienced a lot of uh, mishandling of money um, not really being sincere of how they, how they really feel about the people. So that's why I really, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in, um, church and it may be just the area that I'm in. I know that I'm from North Carolina. I've lived here all my life and this is the Bible belt. And I just feel like we just have way too many churches and way too many restaurants. And it's just big business. It's just, it's fr- I feel like it's all a fraud. And um, if anyone is listening and they are in the triad area and you feel like your church is the truth, the, the way, the truth, and the life, um, comment, hit, hit me up. I'll come visit as long as y'all wear masks. I'll come and um, <laughs> I'll come see what y'all talking about. And um, my grandma gave me a dollar to put in the offering plate because that's all y'all get because I um, trust you. No, I'm just God joking. Yeah, I'll come out and see what y'all about because um, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me and wrong. That, and that's the thing. I think we want to be proved wrong. We want, I want to, be, to be proved wrong. Yeah, we want to be taught the right thing. We don't want mm-hmm. to be, uh, uh, we don't want to have doubts because that's not, that's not what it's about. If you're a leader and you're peddling a bunch of horseshit, you know, to, to your, to your uh, congregation, parishioners and things of that nature, then uh, obviously it's going to cause people to view things in a less uh, charitable manner, a less, a less mm-hmm. uh, uh, charitable way. So nobody who is interested in, if you believe in the afterlife at all, or even if you don't believe in it, Nobody wants to pray and believe, okay, because I've gotten this from my neighbors or in my case or from my leaders in your case, Levin. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to believe that this is all for not, this is all for nothing at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to believe it's not going to work. Nobody wants to believe their, their lives aren't going to improve or the lives of individuals they love or lives of just your average man or woman, that sort of thing. But nobody wants, everybody, as far as I'm concerned, most individuals who are introduced to any religious uh, belief system or any spiritual system of belief, um, they want to be proved right in terms of how it was first presented to them. They don't want to have the polar opposite being uh, illustrated before their eyes day in and day to fuck out. Nobody wants mm-hmm. that. So you have individuals who walk about saying things like, um, well, just do it. And mm-hmm. take me at my word and know that I'm imperfect. That's one of the things that I'm really sick of fucking hearing. Every human being on planet Earth, if, if he or she is honest you know, with him or herself, they people listen. People know they're imperfect. Everybody knows that. You mm-hmm. never tell me that shit. You know, but don't tell me you're imperfect and you're also a Christian or a Muslim or a, a, a Scientologist or whatever the situation might be, and then show me the polar opposite of what it is you claim to fucking believe in. Nobody wants to hear that. Let, I I know that you're imperfect. We're all mm-hmm. fucking imperfect, but do the best you can with what it is you have. That's what gets what gains my attention and what keeps. Mm-hmm. 
if uh, I were invited to, uh, like you were saying, Lavender, if I were invited to a church, prove me wrong. Prove prove all these ideas and perspectives that I formed, formed on my own by way of education, by way of mm -hmm. association, by way of uh, decency and personal evolution. Prove me wrong. Make me believe once again. I'm not saying I'll be able to believe in the way that I was able to believe mm -hmm. when I was a child, but mm -hmm. people evolve. People evolve. Give me something to work with. If you're not giving me something to work with, then fuck you. Yeah, I, I think that's a good litmus test. It's like if if the surface doesn't match the substance, then who cares? Like yeah. stand stand up there and talk all day, but like if uh, if the acts don't actually follow what you're saying, then go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't feed me uh, uh, what you might call suet pudding, and it's, it's shit because I'm gonna taste it. It tastes like shit. It didn't taste like <laughs> suet pudding. You know. Yeah, and and then and then like tell you that you have to choke it down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, or you're going to hell, or yeah. you're not. You're gonna to go to purgatory, or nobody's gonna want you. Nobody's gonna want you. You know. Mm -hmm. so should I tell you the one, the one thing that kind of like really kind of got me disinterested in like the kind of Christian idea of God, right? So, mm -hmm. so you've got this like omniscient being that's up there, and he basically knows everything that's gonna happen. He can see around corners. He can like he knows everything as it's laid out, right? Mm -hmm. So then. I die and I go up to the pearly gates and there's a guy stood there with a book and that guy goes, you did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. And I'm like, I couldn't see around corners. I didn't know what the plan was. You knew what the plan was and like, you're going to judge me and like, right. that I did wrong. You know, like, that to me just seems like the stupidest thing ever that, and actually like I was listening to you the other day, bro, you were talking about, um, Shit, what was it? Um, basically, the, the guy's going to sit in judgment on you, and like, uh, kind of has all he has it all laid out for him. And it's like, uh, oh, and, and that he needs praise too. It's like, mm -hmm. so oh, yeah, so, someone so like elevated, like knows everything, apparently is clued in on every aspect of creation from the start to the end, and, and like. And then need you to go. You did a really good job like, <laughs> yeah. like for, for thousands of years. That's like some narcissistic shit, man. It is. Yeah, it is. you did well. You did well. You did well. It's like, okay, great. Like, did, 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 <laughs> did you not get bored after the first like couple of thousand years of people telling you how well you did? And, no, and no, never, just, just want to hear more. <laughs> and never mind. It is if you reach heaven, uh, as uh, just kind of uh, 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 coming off of that. Then it's going to be literally forever. So you have this more, more cock sucking, more cock sucking for all eternity, <laughs> all goddamn eternity. But, but nothing yeah. changes either. It's like you, you're going to be exact. You're supposed to be exactly the same for like the rest of eternity. Like yeah. there's like no game. There's like nothing to do. It's like except string, you know, play a harp. Yeah. And Mark, actually, you mentioned this the last time we spoke about it, brother. You were saying that. Uh, the at the very least, a Christian version of heaven sounds hellish. It sounds uh, uh, like something you wouldn't want to experience, and and it's I wouldn't say it's as bad as the Christian version of hell, but goddamn, it's you know it's it's up there. Um, heaven sounds real hellish for real. I'm not gonna say I don't want to go though. <laughs> <laughs> so right before you die if you've got the time you're gonna say a little prayer just a little prayer 
Yeah. It's not gonna work. But you're gonna I found say it, out it's not gonna work. I, I don't know what I don't know what the hell is gonna damn work. Um I don't know. I want someone to teach me what's gonna work. What 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 do I need to do? Because my examples that I've had so far are crap. I know that um, even though I'm not a firm believer in Christianity or any religion, that, uh, for that matter, I do know that it's, uh, certain things have been planted in me, and they were planted when I was a, a baby, and 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 they still exist. Some of those have been pruned. Uh, those seeds that that have come to fruition, they've been pruned by, like you were saying, lavender education, life experience, you know, what you've witnessed yourself. But some of those things are still there. So just in case, um, talking about hedging bets, I'm gonna make sure if I have the chance. I'm gonna say a little motherfucking prayer the same way. That it's I pray only now. one thing that will work. They say out of everything, you only have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's it. That's if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, nothing else fucking matters. You can beat your grandma every day, but if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you will still go to heaven. That's it. That's what yeah. I was told by a preacher. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers then who will not be seeing, they won't be seeing heaven for sure. It's one thing to say that you must, that you, that you have to do that in order to, you know, to receive your passage or to have passage into heaven. But it's another thing to believe it. And also, what exactly does that mean? How do you go about doing that and holding on to that, given you're speaking about a being you've never seen? You don't know if this being actually ever existed. How the fuck does that work? Um, that's what I argued to him. I said, well, it's hard for me to believe that Jesus is the son of God because his whole way of creation doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Um, the Immaculate Conception, we've heard that before in stories predating the fucking Bible. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't, this doesn't make any fucking sense, man. And if that's the only way I'm going to get in, then I already know I'm hell bound. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way, man. I'm going I, to hell, Brody. You ain't going to be alone, Lucy. My ass <laughs> be right there, fuck with you. And damn near everybody else you know, if not all of them. Bring a cigar. Yeah, I'll bring a couple of things. So <laughs> I'll um I'll say this. Um, I don't believe, I've always believed, and I've written stories about this, that if there is a God, God is just a lot less serious than what it is we're taught. If, if God and, and and whatever it is, I believe it's mm -hmm. an it. Um, it doesn't have a sex or a gender. I believe it's probably, if it does exist, it's just a lot less serious than what people make it out to be across the mm -hmm. board. Whatever your belief system is, whatever your spirituality is or religion is. I think um, we project our shitty human qualities onto God. Like we project our shitty human qualities onto potential extraterrestrials. If they come here, mm -hmm. they're gonna go to fucking, they're gonna, every book you fucking read, every comic book or novel or television show series or movie you see, they're not coming here to gift us. They're coming here to take advantage of us. And I believe we do the same thing because that's what we would do. That's what's right. Us, right? But I believe that, um, and so in that way, um, it is, these are very similar things. We project onto God our shittier human characteristics. And if we're going to be doing, if, we do, if we're doing that, which is what we have been doing, no, it's no wonder that God's an asshole to so many fucking people. Because mm -hmm. human beings, not all of us, but a lot of human beings are essentially narcissistic fucking beings, man. Think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, what You think about the Bible, the Christian Bible. God wants praise 24 fucking 7. I'm talking about dick sucking, dick sucking on, time, on top of dick sucking and all of that. <laughs> but that sounds, sounds like a Donald Trump type type figure. Like really, it, it does. Yeah. 
Sounds like an Idi Amin. Sounds like a, 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 a Stalin. Sounds like all of these. Sounds like the worst sorts of human beings. And but the only difference is you have to do good or accept Christ or accept Buddha or Ganesha, whatever it is you got going on. Um, as the supreme power, the supreme authority, and then you get there. That's the only difference. But of course, when you get there, it's a form of, uh, I don't know, indentured servitude, moral, slavery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? God uh, never helps either. He never fucking helps. Where is all those um, all those signs and wonders and miracles from the Bible days? Like, where the fuck is that shit? I, I, I haven't seen any of that. Where, where was... Um, the ability to hold back water when New Orleans was being flooded or Texas, like where the fuck is, I think it's just a great book. It's just one cut above anything that JK Rowling would write. Like, I, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a great book, man. And, and that's it. That's just how I feel because nothing makes sense to me at all. I want it to make sense. Invite me to church, somebody, and invite me on a day that y'all are serving food. Goddamn right. <laughs> uh, and it's like um, Paul was saying a moment ago, too. Uh, if it's just a, a text, then you draw from that text what it is that makes sense to you. Uh, things are gonna, that are going to improve your life and the lives of folks around you and even folks you don't know. Otherwise, it's useless. Thanks. How many of us here own Bibles? Of any sort. I have a Bible. Yeah. I have a couple. I had to like uh the last one I got was like uh, they put out a kind of uh Bible with uh four words written by like uh Bono and uh, Nick Cage and like mm -hmm. rock stars mm -hmm. and stuff. And I thought it was kind of kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a um picture bible. Um <laughs> I have um a little tiny Bible that I stole from a hotel room that's just the New Testament. <laughs> I have a regular um King James Bible, um NIV Bible. I have a concordance because I was interested in doing research one time. Um I don't know where they are right now, but they're in the house. And as I mentioned before, I own uh, two Bibles. One belonged to my brother and the other one I got from a pack of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Some I shouldn't say a pack. Well, a pack of Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, about four years ago, came to my door and I let him in and we sat down and talked. And And I I believe that they believe they're doing the right thing. So you have to respect that if they're, mm -hmm. if they're uh, uh, contributing good in so much as they believe it um, into your life. Um, but I kept it. And I haven't opened it up. Maybe I've opened it up maybe twice since I got it. The Christian Bible that I have that belonged to my brother Jamie, I open it up every now and again. But I open it up like we were speaking about on the last show. The Mark and I, we were, we were talking about this. I open it every now and again to see if any bit of it's going to make sense to me. So I'll go to just some random page, some random uh, book, some random text or passage, and I'll see if it makes sense to me. And a lot of times it doesn't. Sometimes there are uh, things that make sense to me, but that's a rare sort of a situation. My Bibles are my mama, my brothers, my sister, y'all, you know what I'm saying? People that I know, you're the living, well, this is what the Bible says, the uh -oh. living word. Uh -oh, the living I'm word? Going to, I'm going to hell for that. I'm is this blasphemy? It's blas I'm blaspheming the name of God. I'm you going about to send me straight to downhill. God Shit. damn it. People who are good to you and good to other folks and who do their best, even with all their imperfections and flaws, 
They do their best to do the best they can mm -hmm. by other people and by themselves. That is the living word. And I never thought about that until just now. Profound. Mm -hmm. well, Still going to hell. That gasoline draws. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but profound. But I'm not going alone. Mark, I'll what are you there. thinking? I'll be there. What are you thinking, Mark? God. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a party down there. That's what I think. It's going to be a party, man. Shit. That's the place to be. God. <laughs> yeah. No motherfuckers <laughs> listening to this shit like that. I'm like, no, I'm burning. I'm about to get struck down right now. Uh, but no, nah, I ain't trying to shit on nobody's religion, but I don't believe that shit. I don't, I don't believe in that them fables in the Bible, man. Like they 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 entertain the stories. Mm -hmm. But um they're a little bit too far-fetched for me to believe. And some people may say, like, you, you know, whether you believe it or not, you just use them and interpret it in your own way, in a positive way. I've seen and heard um and experienced too much with um Christianity to I was about to say to see it in a positive light, but I, I, I could see some positive things with it. Um, but as far as converting to Christianity and being baptized and all that other kind of stuff, uh, I'll pass. Mm -hmm. um, if there is a God, let me let me put it like this. The God I believe in is not the God in the Bible. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing like the, nothing like the God in the Bible. The one that that's been taught to us over the years is a narcissistic asshole. He's not about love. And the God that I believe in is about love. And it's not a he or a she. Um, it has a sense of humor because how the fuck do I have a sense of humor? And why wouldn't God have a sense of humor? Yeah. With all this shit going on. And and like like you just mentioned, Brody, like. I don't think God takes any of this shit seriously. The, the, you know, the shit that goes on in our, in our personal lives. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers be like, I'm, I'm favored. I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. Man, I don't I care. Like he's singling you out. Like you special, mm -hmm. like you're the super kid. You remember super kid, man, back in- uh, yeah, I remember like, super kid. Yes, I do. <laughs> you ain't the motherfucking super kid, man. So many people suffering all over the world, man. And- the God that and you're you blessed believe. and highly favored. You're blessed and yeah. highly favored. You got the shit down printed out on your motherfucking uh, Mercedes Benz mm. license tag. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got kids dying of starvation all over the world. People being murdered and rich people just being assholes. But you blessed and highly favored. Yeah. Yeah. That's and some I delusional shit, man. It yeah, is. Man. Now, when I hear people use, okay, so the, when I hear people use the expression blessed and highly favored, like you, God, like you, Lavender, like you, Paul, I believe um, most of them are talking out of their ass, right? But the people that are more apt to believe when they say I'm blessed and highly favored, if I'm going to believe anyone, are the individuals who have literally nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they're doing for other people. Those who have the most to give, or those who have the most have the most to give, that's the way I view it. But a lot of these people, these millionaires and billionaires and people who are really well off, the way they view it is those who have the most to give have the most to lose. 
when you have nothing at all and you're contributing to society, you're giving to people, you are um, uh, doing your best to make sure that the environment is cool and healthy when you are um, going without for others, that is when I can believe in that blessed and highly favored uh, uh, bit. But then again, most of the folks that I know who say that aren't destitute. Right. Aren't destitute. They can say that because they're able to retain those things. That's why they are blessed and highly favored a lot of them. I don't think you have to be destitute. I mean, I, I mean, if you look at like someone like Prince, who's like going out into his community and like uh, donating to like different causes and keeping it all on the down low and not telling anyone and like you know, um, and like you know, just showing up at places and like you know, giving what he can give to like help people. And he lived his life that way. <laughs> yeah. And then, you yeah. know, um, and then his family's like. <laughs> <laughs> like cats and dogs cats and dogs like, yeah you know uh, yeah you, you do get people like that but just they don't do you, go do out reckon... asking for thanks or they don't go out asking for a pat on the back for helping because the thing isn't the pat on the back the thing is to help it it's like yeah do you, you think know, that's very do you think that's very common paul with people like prince who have everything to give who don't need recognition for it they go out and do it anyhow yeah, I mean, Denzel Washington paid for Chadwick Boseman to go through acting school and never, never, ever publicised it. Like, it would have never come out. I don't think Denzel would have ever said anything to anyone about it. Somebody else thought it was a good story. And, like, you know, they're, they're the ones that blew it up. I mean, you know, it's been years since he'd done it. Uh, you know, but he was, he was obviously, like, proud and they kept in contact and everything. But it's not like either of them were spreading that story around it's it's stuff like that but i mean you know like um like jimmy carter jimmy carter goes around like uh building houses for people doesn't go around like thumping his chest about it you know like donald trump every fucking thing that he signs he has to make sure that there's somebody there to like see it because otherwise mm -hmm. it didn't happen that either that, that or doesn't either have either. a he couldn't squeeze an ounce of cherry out of his shriveled orange body. I mean, like, he just doesn't, he doesn't have the concept. Everything is about him. Mm. You know, whereas I think, like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're Christian, Muslim, like, whatever, like, religion you're, you're, you're in, like, it's doing it without tell telling anybody. It's like, you know, it's not even like you, you do it and then you go and, like, say to God, well, hey, hey, dude, like, whole week I was out and I was helping people so like I bet I had the best seat in the house like <laughs> you know anyone you've already that, gotten your reward yeah it's the reward of helping someone right not the right. reward of like yeah man I got like a big trophy for helping people it's like uh, yeah okay you just kind of cancelled out like any good that you were doing because it wasn't about the person it was about you so you I know? believe there are the rare exceptions when it comes to those who have the most to give, like people like Prince and Michael Jackson and to a degree, Oprah Winfrey. Well, yeah, Oprah Winfrey. Well, I don't know, kind of sort of, yeah, kind of, yeah, no. But um, I believe that the the folks that I trust the most, the folks I trust the most when it comes to that are folks who have almost nothing to give because, and they don't, they don't speak about it. I respect people like Prince and Oprah and Denzel and all these other folks, but I don't know, to me, it just means more when it comes from a person who literally does not have it to fucking give. I mean, mm -hmm. sure. they're both they're both important, you know. But if I had to pick a, if I had to pick a, a side, you know, which I don't have to, but you know, um, now, Paul, were you going to say don't, something? Don't, don't you want to slap somebody like, like when they talk about like the optics of doing something? 
Like, yeah. Oh, well, what are the optics on this? Like, you know, if I, if I like go into like a poor neighborhood and I help these working class people, like, are the optics good on that? You know, just mm -hmm. tell them to fuck off. Like, I, yeah. like I, I don't want that kind of help because it comes with strings, you know. Mm -hmm. They're, they're so, torn it up. They've got like a little book and they're like, oh, yeah, I helped this. And they'll come back and they'll like, you know, oh, you didn't vote for me. I'm going to like make sure that you don't get that same amount of help the next time around. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. And, they're, you know, they're checking it off in their little book. I start that. There, so what do y'all feel about um now Mark you you know who this is uh, um it is Ti I believe it is who goes around this is the time of year he'll start going around and so there's Ti there's Tyler Perry <clears throat> and they'll go around they'll go to your WalMarts and your Targets and your grocery stores and they'll make sure they're being filmed while they're paying off people's layaway items or they are paying people's rent or they're paying people people's mortgages and things of that nature. What is everyone's opinion on? Um, well, I already know what everyone's opinion of it. I just want to know some some perspectives on it in other ways. But so, if you are um, like I, a couple of years ago, it's very common. So you see people on on fucking Forest Book uh, giving belts to the homeless, or giving suits to the homeless, or or um, giving food to the homeless, or people who are destitute, or maybe they weren't homeless but they had kids and they didn't have any food or whatever. I am of the belief. Now, once upon a time, and I mentioned this before. I'd be like, well, yeah, like, fuck off, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing it for the right mm -hmm. reasons. But the way I feel about it now is so long as it's being done, but so long as people recognize why these individuals are doing it, those things can simultaneously coexist. What does everyone feel about that? I mean, if they're doing it to, if they're, you know, recording it and putting it out to inspire others, I'm cool with that. Um, but a lot of people just do stuff for, what we call clout clout chasing they do it for the notoriety they they don't do it to um just help somebody and i just live off the principle if it's your if it's in your ability to do good just do it just do it but i just i don't understand just not not even the celebrities but everyday regular people like if they give some homeless guy a burger they got to record it who wants to be recorded on the worst day of their life receiving food? I don't like that. Like, you can make a post and say, well, I gave some food today. And if you see a person, you know, help them. But, like, why even do that? People just do it so they can get a pat on the bat and likes and shares mm -hmm. that, oh, Now, we were just cut off mysteriously for no reason whatsoever while we're talking about God. I wonder if God is pissed off at us. <laughs> I wonder if that's you just fell off my wall, too, man. Y'all, we going to hell. We're going to hell. Ain't he that's petty? God that's... petty as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he moving little pieces of furniture around with his finger. <laughs> Not the picture off the damn wall. Shut down the main shadow light. <laughs> and my wine ran dry, which is the worst of a lot. Oh, in a teacup. Oh, yeah, in a teacup. 
uh, call any weird shit. Um, I was talking, but I'm through talking. He done erased my memory. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. Mysterious. He works in mysterious <laughs> ways. Did, did, anyone, did anyone see what's uh, happening in uh, te- Texas at the moment? Dallas, Texas. No, what's happening? <laughs> so I was reading about this because I was like, you know, I, I try and avoid like news about Trump as much as I can, but like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's kind of like if, if you're out in the street, you occasionally trip over a dog turd. That's kind of how I feel about <laughs> news on Trump. So in, in Dallas, Texas at the moment, like all of the QAnon supporters are like uh, gathering because they're, they're expecting to witness the um, JFK, JFK Jr., and Jackie Kennedy Onassis are coming back to to basically like anoint Trump as the King of Kings. What? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, was, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, so like I can understand believing there's like political conspiracies and stuff like that, like, but. This is like someone dropped acid and then just like went on a <laughs> a binge. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> oh man! And they believe that basically, like uh, Trump's going to get like reelected as the get this the 18th president of the United States because everything since 1869 has been illegal. Yeah, and then after Trump's been the president for a little while, he's going to stand, step back. And then JFK Jr., who was killed in a skiing accident, uh, no, was it a skiing accident or a light airplane? I can't remember. I think it was an airplane. It, airplane. airplane. It okay. was an airplane. Yeah. Well, by Hillary. So, so he was killed by Hillary. He's going to be the new president. He's going to like step up. And then uh, Flynn, who was the security advisor for Trump, is going to be his vice president. <laughs> Now, here's what's interesting to me about that. That's a perfect segue into politics, right? Uh, The thing that is uh, uh, interesting to me, unless there's something that I'm missing, something that I don't know is, why JFK after Donald Trump when he was a Democratic uh, president who at least on, on, on paper was for equal rights. He was for civil rights. He was for women's rights. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'd read. I'd read about that. How, how does me it... either? Because because like I mean, uh, JFK was like the one who like actually started listening to the civil rights movement and like yeah. had it. He had it all teed up to go before. Uh, I can't remember who came in after him. I've gone blank on the name. What was it? it was the guy who's like been tipped for like actually having it knocked off. Um, shit. The only thing I can remember about him is that he was played by Wee Harrelson and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you, anyway, yeah, yeah, he, he basically had the civil rights movement like teed up. So the idea that like he would come back to anoint somebody who is like that's a racist, his yeah. polar opposite. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, it's surreal. I, these these motherfuckers, um, you know, it's it's like uh, through the looking glass. That might have been the first uh, of, of um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. I don't know which one it was, mm-hmm. but it's like we have fallen through the looking glass. This country on every every one of the psychedelics that uh, <laughs> and these these bits that are uh, that Alice is fucking taking. These people, I don't believe. Here's what I believe when it comes to that: 
these motherfucking people don't believe any of that shit they're talking about. It's like um well some Christianity. Well, it's like, here's the thing. It's like <laughs> to me, some of them believe it, but the majority of them don't believe it. But anything, any any port in a storm when it comes to being seen, when it comes to being a part of the this great party that's going on, anything to be a uh, uh, integral to the chaos and the furtherance mm-hmm. of the chaos. You know, people just like to have a good fucking time, and unfortunately, that's these the majority of these people's idea of a good fucking time. I don't. The majority of them believe that horse shit. They, anything to, to be seen, anything to be there, anything to be on record. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. But well, you, you say we say that, but then it's like uh, you know you've got these guys who like I'm not going to take a vaccine that's approved by the FDA, but I'll take something that I have to prove I have a horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's only safe for horses. Like is, is it like a huge leap from like. I'll take a drug that's only good for horses to I'll believe all this other like insane crap. Yeah. Or I mean, I mean, the, the the other thing is, I mean, is this just like a kind of psychedelic frosted on a giant racist cake? I, mean, I believe it. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's what I believe it is. These are the same motherfuckers who don't know it's in spam or treat meat, but they'll make a spam sandwich real fucking quick. God. You don't know what's in that shit. You know, but you eat it anyhow. You don't know what's in the majority of the things you eat, but you eat them and eat these things anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what's in vaccinations that you've been uh, that you've been inoculated by when you were a kid, but you took them. You take the flu mm-hmm. vaccine every fucking year. You know what I mean? Right. And you don't you don't know specifically what's in that. So I believe that I honestly do believe, Grim. I believe the majority of people don't believe this shit. But anything that's going to shit all over black and brown people. Anything mm-hmm. that's going to shit all over poor people who, uh, or working class people who, ironically, they happen to be the vast majority of them. Anything that's going to make them feel um, uh, exalted mm-hmm. or make them feel better than, you know, uh, better, make them feel, uh, you know, above above other folks. That's that's what I believe it is. And any any ridiculous, batshit, fucking crazy conspiracy theory or conspiracy they have to get behind in order to prove that in order for those things to be borne out then that's what it is they're going to do yeah motherfuckers, motherfuckers just bored just you know they're just bored and, and mm-hmm. to belong to something and want to be a part of something that is substantial and that makes the history books and you know i i think mean, it's, it's kind of been that way since the tea party came out right? like uh you know since they first started the whole birther conspiracy with like uh, obama it's like you know they, they won't just cut to the chase they won't just say like I don't want him as a president because he's black. It's like, oh, no, he's not born in America. I mean, they even tried to pull it with Kamala Harris. Like, you know, they're trying to say that, like, uh, she was, I think they're trying to, like, say that she was kind of like an anchor baby type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, angry, I, angry black woman. Yeah, you know, because her mom's, like, Indian, and uh, I can't remember. I, I think I thought my dad was, like, born in America, right? But, like, there's, like, there's, it's just bullshit. It's, like, it's just a way of avoiding, like, being straight up and just, because they're, they're embarrassed. I, I don't know if they're embarrassed. They're, they're, it's like some, something where they, they just can't come out and just say what they mean. Like, you know, maybe it's the product of like uh, 30 or 40 years of having to hide the, the white bed sheets and the pointy hats in, in the closet. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> now, now everything's like being live streamed by people who are like more savvy and more aware of what's going on. Like they can't really hide anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it's like the lights permanently on so the cockroaches don't have anywhere to run to. Oh shit. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good um, way to put it. Yes. Mark, there were a couple of uh 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 things that you had uh mentioned you had written out in terms of politics. Are there any specifics you want to you want to mention at the moment? Nah, nah, nah. Mm -hmm. uh, so what does everybody think about the votes, the voting that's been going on for the last couple of days and those folks who won and those folks who lost and what the um what the takeaway from that is, what the takeaway is? Vote fixing, that's my takeaway from it. It's like mm -hmm. uh, they've basically been rezoning and like, uh, you know, basically gerrymandering the whole fucking country mm -hmm. to like... To, again, like it's an open racist move. Like, you know, um, like with the last elections, like Stacey Abrams was working for like what three, four years after she like she she tried to get elected, and like the person she lost to, were only won because he was in charge of the voting process in Georgia. You know, and he basically like screwed screwed her over. Like he, you know, and and ever since like uh, you know. She, God, I can't remember how, exactly how many people she got like registered, but it was like in the thousands. She had yeah. thousands and thousands of people registered to vote. Like, and so then they, they went, well, you know, we need to can't have that happening again. Can't have like, you know, it's just so messed up. You know, every, every single time that like somebody from a minority has voted in the last like, couple of years like they, they then reframe it and say that well it can't be legitimate but mm -hmm. you know and then, and then they try and push this idea that like everyone from a minority basically would wouldn't have wouldn't vote like like they're not you know it has to be it has to be screwed like these people yeah. you know it's basically like these people aren't really invo involved in the voting process mm -hmm. but like it's been demonstrated that like if people have access to the polls and like they have access to the, you know, transport to get to the polls and like, you know, they're educated about where the polls are and like, you don't have somebody else going around shutting down the polls and like yeah. rezoning the district and making the hours untenable for working people. I mean, they yeah. will, people will go to the polls. It's yeah. So, so that, that's my, kind of takeaway from it but all these areas now where like these old white irrelevant racist dudes are getting in power are areas where they've disenfranchised like you know probably 30 40 percent of the vote and it's all in like poor areas and black areas and mexican areas and any area mm -hmm. that's basically not like mainstream white or you know And those uh, whites, uh, white Americans who are poor or disenfranchised in their own way, what's interesting to me is they they tend to vote against their own interests. Right. Like, they might as well be black. That's crazy. It's, that's very crazy to me. That's crazy as hell to me. You vote against your own interests. Um, you are not going to be, outside of the color of your skin, when it comes down to, you know, on paper, you are no different than a, a black person to these individuals mm -hmm. who have, or a Latino individual um, or a Native American individual um, who is in your same 
than where you live or then your mm-hmm. tax bracket, your shared tax bracket or an environment or whatever, you know. But these people vote against their own best interest. And, you know, Mark and I were talking about this uh, last week, week before last, about Black people who have been uh, indoctrinated, who are just as bad or worse in some ways than these motherfuckers because you're the individuals who are going to be impacted most most directly. And you're voting against your own your own um, interests and your own mm-hmm. um, the things that are good for you. So um, there was a woman, I, I forget what her name is. One of you might know her name, but uh, this woman won uh, a local <laughs> a local election. I forget what her name is. I have to look it up. But uh, her campaign ran on gun rights. She, her campaign was about gun rights, mm-hmm. the, the right to bear arms. And in a few of the pictures she's been uh, photographed in, she's got this fucking semi-automatic it's a rifle or some sort of it's a big fucking gun you know and she has won a spot so when you are um internalized racism and 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 self-loathing uh those also come into play when it comes to these things what's the what's the cop's name the guy who was a sheriff i believe it was who is black and who was elected to uh, a local office. I forget what his name was too. I'm not good with facts in terms of names at the moment, but he was recently mm-hmm. elected, you know, and I don't know. Um, I don't, I did read on his, I did read up on his record. He doesn't have a horrible record, but he was a sheriff. He was a top cop is what I'm saying. So we'll see how the fuck that goes, but we're in a, um, a fucking pickle at the moment in this country. And this is where we'll be. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things that I keep coming across is, uh, the fact that these people now these are people who are also disenfranchised and or of color who are saying things like the reason these individuals continue to win um, um, office uh, continue to be voted in office is because the individuals aren't going out voted, but voting but that's just like what Paul said that's just not true people are going out and voting people who are black mm-hmm. And Native American and Latino, you do have um, uh, voters' rights acts that mm-hmm. are being shot upon all day, every day, consistently. And I'm of the belief that as long as that sort of blame game is played, um, we're fighting a losing battle. And in 2024, mm-hmm. 2023, 2024, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Donald Trump or some other motherfucker, de- some other demon like him, devil like him, mm-hmm. will be installed in office again. It, things aren't going well here in America for your progressive. Not at all. And for no, the folks who need these things. Democrats have an answer, do they? I mean, like, but, you know, um, that their answer, like, to Trump the first time around was Hillary's not Trump. Who, who do they have that they're going to feel that's actually going to, like, engage with, with, the, with the Democratic place in the way that, like, um, you know, the, uh, Trump is, is going to, I mean, like, as much as I, I hate him, like, he, there's something that he's doing right. Like, uh, you know, he's, I mean, at least with his own people, I don't, I don't think he's doing anything right in terms of, like, his beliefs or anything, but, like, uh, the Republicans seem to have social media down and, like, the Democrats seem to be stuck in some kind of rut. Like, they don't really get how to function in, in the current environment. Um, you know, it's. I mean, it's not. It's not just a problem that's limited to the states either. Like the same things going on in the UK. I mean, you've got like that clown Boris Johnson in power, um, and the left haven't fronted anyone that's actually a decent argument against 
against Johnson. I mean, I, I, th I think like, you know, at, le at least in the UK, like it's kind of like a maintenance of the status quo, like you keep the, you know, better the devil you know, you know, it's like, it's not going to rock the boat too much to keep this idiot in power because he's like, like all the other idiots that we've had. Whereas like, you know, you try and field anyone that's radical or, or, or supposedly radical. I mean, really, like, if you, if you look at, like, kind uh, of stuff that Bernie Sanders and, like, uh, you know, um, AOC were, like, fielding, like, healthcare for everyone. I mean, you know, education for everyone. Like, you know, fair pay for everyone. Like, you know, not having to work three jobs to barely scrape by. Like, I mean, it, you know, I can kind of see... Why it's it's really for some reason there's like a, a perception in this country that anything that is for the worker or for anyone that's like um, you know working class or, or lower middle class in that kind mm -hmm. of bracket anything for them is socialism. Mm -hmm. But you know if you're like a, a Fortune 500 company that employs like uh, you know 50,000 people, then you deserve a bailout. <laughs> how does that work how, how's it socialism for the guys at the bottom but at the top if you get like a massive handout like that never ever trickles down it just stays up there for like the uh, sweetness for the ceos how's that okay it doesn't make any sense at all you know it doesn't make sense and it doesn't supposed to make sense um because it's not for us and i was having a conversation with brody earlier today about why things are for some and not for others and that's just how this country was built and I gave him the example of parents I don't know about your parents but mine were not so nice and I would ask questions like why can you have ice cream before dinner and I cannot or why can you stay up until 11 and I cannot and it was no real reasoning it was just because I said so and because I'm the adult and that's how I look at politics and big business and everything else in this country, there is no reason. And the reason there is no reason is because it's not fair. And they're not going to come out and say, well, I'm an asshole and it's just not fair. It's because I said so. And that's just how shit is. It's, it's not, it doesn't supposed to work for everybody because Who's going to be the little guy? Who is going to be the worker? Who's going to be the ant if everyone is the same or if everyone is on top? It doesn't suppose to work for everybody because they said so. It's just no, unfair. Go ahead, bro. But that's exactly the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it was built up. We were, uh, the analogy we were using earlier today, one of the analogies was, another one rather was, um, you have people on the top rung of the ladder or people who are who climb so high that they're not on the ladder anymore. But they can't be a top rung, top rung if there's nobody beneath. They can't be a top rung if there's not a bottom rung. They can't be a bottom rung if there's nobody there to hold the ladder. They can't be anyone who there to hold the ladder if there's not a person who's making sure that the ladder itself is on steady ground, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It was created to be exactly the way that it is at the moment and the way that it's always been, not just here, but around the world. It wasn't built to be fair. It's built to be beneficial to those who are in positions of authority and power. Mm -hmm. You ever heard that metaphor of the lobster at all? Like, uh, you know, the, the idea that lobsters are basically like trying to like get out of the lobster pot and they own it. 
you know, they mm-hmm. continually pulling other people down. So, so, somehow, like, especially like in the last five years, it really feels like everyone in the working classes or the lower middle classes turned into a lobster and it's really just intent on pulling everyone else down. It's like, you know, it, you know, you've got like uh, people from like an Irish background going, well, you know, we were indentured slaves to, we were in indentured servitude and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, so, so we had it bad too. And then you've got like, you know, Jewish people going, well, we had the Holocaust and, you know, uh, and, and then you got, you know, African-Americans going, well, we've, we've had slavery. I mean, the country mm-hmm. was built on the back of slavery, but then, you know, then you have other people like trying to find like their own tragedy in their past to justify how they're behaving mm-hmm. now, nowadays. And it, it's, it's kind of like, okay, just because, you know, I had something shitty happen to my, it's kind of like, God, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to a point here. Um, but, but basically, like, um, instead of going, well, man, it's, it's messed up that you had that done to you. I had something similar done to me. It's like one-upmanship on, on like, the, the tragedy. Instead of, like, going, okay, we were both treated badly, like, what's the common denominator between this? Like, you know, because I was, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, it's like uh, we had a shit situation here and a shit situation here, and the only, like, common denominator is old white guys with money mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it's like they screwed over you they screwed over me they screwed over that other group they're the problem not not the other people that were being screwed over and like the degree mm-hmm. to which they were screwed over in comparison to me i mean it's it's ridiculous it's you know it's never going to help anyone right all right everyone's crying about who was fucked the hardest <laughs> like even though everyone was getting screwed with but um we'll never get anywhere but that's how it was set up and that's why we behave the way we do if this has been um a perfect design mm. this has been a very perfect design and i don't really see shit changing changing at all or getting any better because it never has it's never been great America has never been great. Nowhere has ever been really been great. I think the one thing that's changed in the last year is like working from home. A lot of people are seeing that they don't have to live exactly the same way that they've been living. Like you know, mm-hmm. you know, you can work and operate from home, and you don't have to like sacrifice your entire family life to like sweat for nothing. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. And you better believe these businesses, um, they, they, you know, they're, they've been on it for a while. In fact, we were sent home in March of last year when mm-hmm. coronavirus was, uh, uh, the seriousness of it was being sort of glommed onto and we were sent home. I'm here to tell you, not three months after we were sent home, they were asking us back into the office. And I know that I've um, spoken this before. I've written about it and, and, and spoken about it, but um, that was one of the things that led to me being terminated when I was, I let my bosses know, listen, uh, you know, <clears throat> adherence has jumped, productivity has jumped. I don't, and I'm also not, uh, people aren't afraid of, you know, contracting the coronavirus. So um, they went, they were big on that, getting people back in this place, back in this massive building where 3000 people worked every day because they still had to pay the rent on the space. They still had to pay the lights. They still had to pay for the water and all these things. And if the occupancy wasn't, 
um, adequate, then they're losing thousands, uh, hundreds, you know, thousands and thousands every single day, that sort of thing. Um, but it's huge. And I was talking to my sister about this earlier. Like you were saying, Paul, people know that there are other options, not just when it comes to how you how we go about working, but when it comes to what it is we're paid too, like what what we are worth, what we are worthy of, uh, what we make versus what it is we receive in return. And um, I believe, I know that that's all political. It's all uh, based in late stage capitalism, what's happening now. All this shit that's happening is a result of late stage capitalism. It's happened time and again throughout history and it's happening here in America and in other places as well, other countries as well. Um, and people recognize that there are options that can be explored. The unions are a thing that pretty much don't exist in this country by and large any fucking more. So people are taking other, people are taking other routes. Um, but as long as you have these um, private donors who are uh, forking hundreds of millions of dollars over to these people who want to sit political positions, things aren't going to change. So it's, you, it's quid pro quo. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I'll pretend that I'm going to be in a position that's going to help everyone. But I know that you and I have an agreement going on. And I'll uphold or um, I'll take a large part in, in, in passing these laws and rules and regulations that don't serve the common man or woman, the common person. This is why, like you were saying a moment ago, Lavender, I don't believe things are going to change. And I don't, I, I'm not a person who likes to believe in doom and gloom when it comes to the environment, when it comes to politics, when it comes to racism and sexism and all these things, classism. But what is, is. What's occurring is occurring. Mm -hmm. it's, kind of, it's kind of funny what you're saying about unions, right? Like, um, you know, most people don't realize, like, unions haven't existed, like, no weekends, no 40 hour work week. You know, it's like a lot of the stuff that we actually benefit from, we wouldn't have had if we didn't have unions. Like, mm. you know, so much stuff that's come out of so some of that stuff that's now pitched as being like totally socialist. That just, yeah. You know, shapes, shapes, like everyone's ability to actually live. I mean, yeah, really, really interesting how how much like it's all been demonized but you can't meet in the middle anymore like there's very rare rarely you can sit down with somebody who's like uh coming from the right and actually mm -hmm. talk to them about anything like this i mean i mean for me i, I you know i obviously come from another country but like um it's like people don't know until i get close to them but i come from another country until they hear me open my mouth and then some of the shit that people feel okay to say to you is just uh, just disturbing. Like, you know, they, they think, oh, hey, like I've got like a fellow white dude here. I can basically just like reel off the same shit that I would reel right. off to my friends. And, uh, you know, and then when I when then when I open my mouth and the accent comes out isn't mm -hmm. American, they look lost they don't know they don't know what what to do it's it's kind of, kind of i can only imagine the stuff that you hear this i mean the things that we wouldn't hear just because we're not white or we're not a when well, i'm not a white guy but and you're in florida that's trump state right there so there's no tell oh i can only imagine the shit that you hear i have a shaved head too <laughs> yeah oh gosh oh i yeah. can only imagine <laughs> Man, I, and I've I've been in uh, in clan country before. Like uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Like uh, 
you know, I was, I was kind of think it's interesting because I, I kind of come from in England. I come from uh, East Anglia, which is where the Anglo Anglo Saxons came from. <laughs> the two warring tribes that basically like landed in East Anglia and basically like conquered. I mean, like it, it's really interesting because like you know the idea of like a, a pure race. Uh, <laughs> Anglo Saxons are already two different tribes. And then it's like that area had like the Normans come in, the Romans came in, you know, like, uh, and this, this one always really makes me laugh. Like a lot of people don't realize that like the Celtic society was Indo-European. So like the, the original Aryans came from India. They were like first-end mm. people from India. And like mm -hmm. there's plenty of evidence that like, uh, you know, the some of the gods crossed over from like, uh, you know, the Celtic religion and the... Uh, you know, like the Upanishads or like the kind of Indian religion and stuff. And it's so just, it's just really ridiculous to me that there's this, this whole, whole division. Like, I mean, all, all these guys should be forced to like take that, like uh, that gene test. Uh, oh, yeah. Hereditary.com <laughs> or whatever it's called mm -hmm. and just learn how fluid the borders were, and, you know, <laughs> How many like uh, relatives they have that like aren't quite as like snowy as they are? <laughs> right, mm -hmm. and it's you one know? land that's like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. And I actually think like that's really what the politics is. You know, the, this is where the I think where the, uh, where the Democrats kind of play into the um, a little bit into the Republicans' hands sometimes. Like you know, they try and make it about identity like, politics. And then, like the, the Republicans use that to pick apart like the similarities between people and just kind of separate it all out. Like we've got more in common than we've got in difference, right? Oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but the Republicans seize on that, and you know, like every single time, like somebody comes up with a new separation and a new way of delineating like a different group. Not not, not that I'm against people like picking their own identity and everything, but it's. We also kind of need to like show that we have some cohesion. I mean, that we we all have more in common than we had distinct from each other. It's like you know, skin colors are like and doesn't mean much, and you know, um, gender. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like it, it. We're still human beings at the end of the of the day, and like you know all this divisive like stuff that goes on with these politicians doesn't work if, if people start to see this commonality that they have with each other. Which is why like social media, one of the good things of social media, you get to see a little bit outside your box. You know, I get to see somebody from like, uh, you know, Africa. I get to see somebody from like China. You know, I get to see all these different people. And, and then it's like, you know, the, the politics of division doesn't really work quite so well. You know, it, it, it's it, it's great if you're like Trump and you're watching Fox News twenty four seven and like everyone's yeah. white and the only like decent people are white and you know all the problems come from you know horrible countries that like <laughs> don't worship you you know it's, yeah ah. I I remember when so Paul and I joined in fact all four of us uh, 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 were on uh, Writers Cafe and I was a site for those listeners who've never heard of it. Um, you could you could pretty much get on. It's like a like the writer's version of um, or the artist's version of um, 
a farce book. So you got up there, you wrote, you placed your writing up there, you get um, crit creative cr constructive criticism from fellow writers and poets mm -hmm. and things of that nature. But I remember um, when I first got on, I'll never forget this. So for the first, Paul, you remember this for the first year, <laughs> just about the first year, I didn't have a picture of myself. I just had a picture of some some background. Hawks and because of the way I, Hawksmoor, and because of the way that I wrote, and because of the way that I spoke with people, and this is especially after they added um, uh, the, the voice chat feature, whatever it was, you know, similar to uh, face, uh, Farswick Messenger, people did not, they didn't think that I was black. And, 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 Here's the thing, my interests, the way that I spoke, the way that I wrote, the way that I responded, all of those things. But what you were saying a moment ago about being in clan country or being just who it is, you are, who you are here, man, some of the shit I used to hear up there or people felt comfortable saying to me because they didn't believe that I was black. So they would say fucked up shit like, you know, um, well, I like Jamie Streets, another friend of ours. I like her rights, her writing, but uh, she's too informed by her blackness even though she's, you know, she's biracial, she's too informed by her blackness or something about Angel or something about Mona or something about all these people. But I remember the reaction when I put my picture up there and a lot of mm -hmm. these same people came back to me saying, God damn, you're black. Your blacker name than is black. Blacker than black. Black. Your name <laughs> is, your name is Brody. You speak in a certain way, you write in a certain way, your interests are of a certain sort, but you're black. Some of these same people had said to me before, uh, you know, well, this person is too informed by their blackness. So I don't exactly know what it's like to be you, Paul, and to be walking around and having people feel like I, I, I can identify with them before I open my mouth. But I know what it is to have certain kinds of people, racist motherfuckers, assholes, uh, feel comfortable enough to say certain things to me. And then they see me. You know what I'm saying? They see that I'm a black man. Um so, like Lavender was saying, I can only imagine some of this shit that's been said to you. And then you open your fucking mouth, and it's like, oh shit, goddamn, what am I gonna do? I don't know what to do or what to say. So let me see if I can fudge this off. As, I can fudge the truth, or I can pass this off as something else. And um, unfortunately, that sort of perspective is what politicians of certain sorts rely upon. They rely on that. They want us to be divided by unity, which doesn't make any sense. So I'm mm -hmm. unified with you. Uh, we, we're we're but we're we're one hand, but there's another hand over here, and we need mm -hmm. to be unified to be able to tackle this other hand over here, which is um, just as unified in the same way, which is bullshit, of course. That's horseshit, you know. Um, they they rely on um, identity, the lack thereof, and what it means to be what you are, and also uh, the lack of self-esteem too, like a, a a really shitty self-image, you know. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about that when it, when it when it comes to politics and it comes to in this day and age in America. In fact, I believe politics in America have always been to a large degree about race, about the color of people's skin, and and second to that would be like uh, where you are um, financially, you know. And then it came, and then it came after that. I believe it was where you were in terms of your topography and how that worked. But this is nothing new what it is we're seeing. It's always been a thing. It's always been an, an issue. And I don't believe it's going to change. And as I was saying before, I'm not a, a person who believes in preaching doom and gloom. I, again, prove me wrong, right? But mm -hmm. I know that people are fucking people. Certain kinds of people are fucking people. And they're not going to change until they're forced to. And motherfuckers aren't going to change because they're not being forced to. You know, The fact that there's a chance that Donald Trump could be president again is disgusting to me. But mm -hmm. there is a chance. Or Josh Hawley. 
uh, or a um, Marjorie Taylor Greene or any of the rest, this Bobar bitch, whatever her name is. The fact that there is a chance that these, there's a chance for these people to hold the highest office in, land, in the land is, I can't say it's frightening to me because I'm, I'm tired of being fucking frightened. It's infuriating to me. They actually don't think that anyone like uh, who's different to them counts. So like, uh, you know, that's kind of a weapon that you have. You, you can, you know, you can basically like weaponize the fact that you're invisible to these guys and like organize and, you know, get people educated on voting, get, work out how to get people to the polls and, and stuff like that and actually make it so that they can, vote and that they know who to vote for and they, they're educated. I mean, it's not like you're like pushing them in a certain direction. Like you're, you're actually giving them the choice to be able to do it. I mean, it's it's not like it's not dangerous though. I mean, Jesus, like all you have to do is like look at the Black Panthers. I mean, the Black Panthers were like basically like, uh, you know, making sure that kids had meals in school. They were like busing people to the polls. They were like, you know, and, like, yeah. you know, supposedly so dangerous and like yet they were like murdered in their beds like by guys with submachine guns i mean it's mm -hmm. like you know but you can't you can't let it like stop you from trying i mean that's kind of how it feels like um you, know, you, you can't have to, you have to keep pushing you definitely do man but that's 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 i have a problem with that like um disenfranchised people our people, black people, have been trying for hundreds of years in this country. And yes, there have been strides that have been taken, uh, great strides that have been taken, but here we are in 2021, very nearly 2022, and shit is still what, I can't say it's what it was, but we are stumbling backwards, uh, 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 stumbling backwards uh, back to where it was. It, and, and, and there are individuals who are in positions of authority, uh, assholes white supremacists who and, and 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 some people of color who are just fucked up all the way around who are making sure that we can uh that we can reach that point with as little resistance as possible so when i hear people say things like and i get what you're saying and it makes sense to me you can't stop fighting right but it's like god damn the fight's been going on for centuries and shit this is this is where we are now like this is this is mm -hmm. where we are since day one like this is where we are. Like we should be further on than this. If the level of commitment we have to the situation or to the betterment of our people and of Americans on the whole is any indication of our perseverance and how constantly, consistently, and fiercely we've been going at this, it's like God damn. Like you know what I'm saying? Like how far? You know what I'm saying? How far we come? So I agree with what it is you're saying, and I know I know I. I agree with what it is you're saying because I know you and I know your heart. Mm -hmm. But I, I hear that, man, and I think, God damn, like, fuck, how much longer can we keep, how much longer can this go on? What can we do differently? Which I don't believe, I, I believe it's nothing at all. That's going to drag us from where it is we are. Because if perseverance uh, were an indicator of where we should be, we wouldn't be dealing with any of these things now. I understand what you're saying, and I know your heart, Grim, but motherfuckers tired man like goddamn, like motherfuckers tired 
Who yeah. else has this country been set up to um, keep down? Like, it wasn't set up to keep the Asian community down because they weren't here. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't set up to particularly keep Muslims down because they weren't here or gay people weren't prevalent. It wasn't a big thing. It was set up for to keep brown people down. And that's the base. And that is the walls. And that is the carpet. And the that is the makeup of it. So we would have to completely tear everything down and start all over. Um, I mean, we already know like from history that we've tried to go start our own communities. And when we do that, they blow it up. They kill the leaders. You know what I'm saying? That, so it's like, we're da- I just feel like we're just so damned. It's like, damned if we try to get out. Damned if we try to conform. Damned if we try to segregate. Like, damn, we're just damned either fucking way. And it's crazy because it's like we're dealing with pure maniacs. Or if you've ever been in any type of relationship with someone that hates you and they show you how much they want you dead, but then when you try to leave, then they try to lock you in. It's just a very psychotic relationship that we have in this country, just being here. And um, I don't think it's anything that we can do because all we can do is just like really just live and just try to do the best you can for your house and your communities that you live in, but all this other, I ain't, I'm not interested in marching. I'm not interested in doing none of that shit because it's not going to work. And that's just sounds really fucked up men black, but I just don't think it's going to work. I mean, and, I don't, or making picket signs like for fucking what, man. And I believe, and, and I agree with you, Lavender. I do. Um, I also agree with you, Paul. Here's the thing. Here's the, 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 the answer to the question we're asking what can be done uh, that hasn't already been done that, that hasn't already be done, been done and that hasn't failed miserably and, and, and not because of anything we've done wrong right. but because those who want to see us subjugated will follow us it's me kicking my dog kicking nobody in the apartment and then running after her and saying come back here bitch like I ain't done making <laughs> right. you suffer yet you know what I'm saying right. um I, I don't I don't believe there's anything we can do. Uh, so where are we are right now politically and with this with this bill that's been passed. Right. So we know, for instance, and Mark, you and I spoke about this, but we know how Joe Biden ran every just the, the things that are going to help people in general out. Now we're going beyond black people. We're talking about working class people, poor people who are on or below the poverty line, as well as regular people you know, not regular people, but, you know, people who just work, you know, and average mm-hmm. Americans and shit. Uh, that bill has been pared down to the bare motherfucking necessities. So asking black people, and I know this is not what you're doing, Paul, but asking black people to uh, come up with something that works in the long term, <laughs> when that's what we did, that's one of the reasons that Joe Biden is in office, and He's willing to, like Mark and I spoke about, he's willing to negotiate with the Republicans. And you can't negotiate with, with monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't believe that there's anything that can be done. I say again, I am not a doom and gloomer, but I am mm-hmm. a realist. 
by the way, a lot of us knew that he was a monster, even though we elected him. He was just a lesser monster than Trump. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a pretty well-documented um, asshole and racist, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He just sugar-coated shit, yeah. but still shit. Yeah, he's, so, he's got more of an edit mechanism than Trump. Like, yeah. Not mm-hmm. much more, but, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, if you look at, like, Nazi Germany and, like, uh, what came out of that and, like, the fact that the Germans basically turned around and just banned, like, you can't use the swastika, you can't, like, read my comp, you know, you can't practice fascism in Germany to get shut down on it. Like we need something like that over here. It's like, you know, I, 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 it's it's difficult because like free speech is held to be sacrosanct, but it's like mm-hmm. hate speech is like uh, slips in under that. Like you know, you've got like uh, democratic like uh, willingness to kind of negotiate about everything kind of what you're saying like they'll, they'll lay down with the devil to get like a, a lesser deal mm-hmm. whereas like sometimes they just need to like turn around and say no like yeah you know if we're in power we're gonna round this through you can go fuck yourselves i mean that's kind of where it needs to be you need to you need to have somebody with not just balls but like actual skin in the game i mean like biden has no skin in the game he's like yeah. fucking 70 who why does he care? Like, you know, right. his kids are going to be fine. I mean, you know, he's never had to. I actually, actually, uh, God, this is a thought I was having earlier. Like, um, if you think about it, look, look at like the kind of class that uh, are causing all the problems. The ones that are sucking all the money up to the top of the country, right? Half of them didn't actually like earn it. It was given to them. Mm-hmm. So, so they actually have no idea what it takes to actually get that money. So they're scared of losing it. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. They're scared of losing it. Like, you know, and, and the ones who've been here since the beginning of, of the country, like, they know what they had to do to get that money, and mm-hmm. that was slavery. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, so they don't, they can't ever admit that that's how they got the money. So you've got, like, one group of people who don't know how they got the money, who inherited it, who are like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? And then you've got other people who had this money for all this time and know exactly what they did to, to get it. I can't ever admit that that's how they got it because then they might lose it. They might have to give it right. away. They might have to, like, pay reparations. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so yeah, sure, it's it's going to be difficult to ever, like, convince those people to to, to ever give up. I mean, I, I, but, fuck, there has to be a way to, like, take their legs out from under them to just, like, walk away from the game. Yeah, the number one. Not interested in your game. Like we're going to play something else. We're going to be different people. We're going to have a different system. I mean, it's not going to be fucking easy. But we've said it quite a few times, Paul. Uh, which is, you can't play a fair game with an opponent who refuses to acknowledge rules of any sort whatsoever. It mm-hmm. is that doesn't work. You can't do that. So Mark and I have discussed this many, many times. Uh, have the balls. Uh, I, this is going to sound fucked up, but t- if you need to take your balls from be as be as big and brassy as the Republicans are. You can do those things within the law. They've done fuck shit both within and, and without the law, but be as big and brassy as they are. 
uh, in terms of evil, in terms of subjugation and ostracization and all those things, and in terms of prejudice. Know that you have, your party has just as much power as theirs and be willing to do what it takes to make sure that everybody's looked after. That things like fascism, racism, classism, um, uh, 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 bloated fucking capitalism are not allowed to continue to exist. Like, show that you have won your position for a reason. You have to be willing to be uh, shot on. You got to be willing to be talked about. You got to be willing to be um, uh, humiliated. Uh, got to be willing to die. You got to be willing to die. And if you are an individual who is jockeying for a position in government, then that's exactly what it should mean. This is why your people, why people who voted for you voted for you. It's why they elected you. You are there to serve the people, not your fucking self. So approach the problems, Democrats, with the same brassiness and the same sand as these motherfucking Republicans do. Do we, we, we we're playing uh, a game we're too playing nice. too nicely. You know, we're playing connect forward, a motherfucker who says my uh, chips don't have to connect. Fuck that horizontal, parallel, diagonally and all that. Like I can just drop two or three fucking chips in and I fucking win. That's the equivalent. You don't win games by playing with motherfuckers who refuse to acknowledge the fucking rules. Yeah, we're, we're taking a balsa wood, balsa wood sword to a, a fucking real knife fight. I mean, that's kind of, kind of what's, what's happened. I mean, they, these guys literally like have let people die. I mean, to prove a fucking point. I mean, like all you have to do is look at the way the pandemic was handled. Like he did not give yeah. a shit about people dying. It was like, oh, well, it came in under the projected like graph. So it's okay. It's like, but that graph represents thousands of people. It's like not an acceptable loss. It's, I mean, they were talking about like herd immunity, and it was something like 185,000 people had to die in order to attain herd immunity. You know, he had that in, in place. Like, you know, the, the, the other thing, he almost caused another pandemic. He like he dismantled the, um, the HIV council that was basically advising on how to handle that pandemic. Yeah, uh, he fired them with a FedEx note. And, uh, you know, the guy doesn't give a flying fuck about anybody. He would like, he kids dying on the border, like in cages. I mean, it's like, how you could square that with like, I, I, but that's the thing. They don't, they don't, they don't square it with anything. They don't have to make peace with it. They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't have to like uh, appease their god for the stuff that they're doing because they don't consider you to. Uh, if you're in any of those groups, you know, if you have like a pre-existing condition, if you're like, you know, if you're gay, if you're like transgender, like mm -hmm. whatever group you fall into that isn't part of that mainstream like culture or mainstream Republican culture, they would let you die. Like, you know, you're an acceptable loss. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, the Democrats don't think that way, which, I, I, which you know, it's kind of why, they're, why we like them, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But how can you win? How can you win if, you, if you're, like, willing to, like, keep it, you know, you're, I'm going to keep everybody alive and I'm going to like treat everybody the same. And then the opposite, the, the, the other team doesn't think that way at all. Mm -hmm. Like, but they don't meet in the aisle. They don't, you know, they're not doing like, 
Mick, because John McCain is like a really problematic figure because he's not been the nicest guy throughout history. And I, you know, I know I'm understating it, but he was at least asking for them to come to the middle of the aisle and actually communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you do that when you don't view the other side as like worth saving? I mean, because then, you know, if, if you disagree with Trump, you're not American. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically the viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And, if you're, and if you're not American, you, you don't count. You come from a shithole country or you're like, you know, you're like somebody that's just erased. And he's, he's been that way the whole time. And like all the Republicans have tilted that way now. They're all tilted that way because they're scared of losing what they have. And they don't know how they got it. It's, it's almost exactly the same situation we were talking about with the top 1% of the country. They either know what they did to get it and they don't want to admit it because they will lose it through that or they don't know how they got it and they'll lose it if somebody else works out how to get it yeah and forget about um even forget about even uh, forget about knowing what to do without it how to exist how to move through life without what it is you've always had which you didn't earn to begin with how the fuck do you do how the fuck do you do that how does that occur how does that happen so there need to be there always must be there must always be people who are beneath you in order for you to feel worthy in order for you to feel worth anything at all and if you're losing what it is you have always had ad infinitum throughout the course of fucking American history um well that's not gonna fly that's not gonna fucking fly and you'll do anything to man- maintain your position you could be the poorest dirtiest nastiest motherfucker there is but if you belong like you said paul to that group then you got mm-hmm. something you got at yeah. least something you got some sort of fucking currency that works for your ass in a way that other people can't imagine you know uh i don't have high hopes for this this year or next year politically or certainly not in late 2023 uh i don't have high hopes for that i would like to have high hopes but Shit, to all intents and purposes, what's going on right now is even though the Republicans don't hold the majority uh, in terms of ruling government, they are essentially the ruling government. You have individuals who are doing whatever the fuck they want to do, or their bit, right? You have individuals who are doing whatever the fuck they want to do. There are no consequences. You had a fucking insurrection. You had a fucking uh, a failed coup. Well, I don't know. It's still ongoing, right? On the 6th of fucking January, you have individuals who are, good God, People who are in positions of power uh, who certainly has something to do, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, as all three of y'all know, but it certainly has something to do with uh, with the schematics, working out the schematics on uh, of January 6th, days and days and weeks and weeks before, whatever. So these people don't suffer fucking consequences. And although they are not in the ruling majority here, the Republican Party, to all intents and purposes, they are because they don't suffer any consequences for their actions or behaviors. And every law that they want passed that is meant to shit all over everybody else, people who aren't them, is either passed or seriously considered. I I don't have high hopes about there not being either Trump or another Trumpish individual in a position of highest authority in this country in 2024. He shifted the bar, right? Like, yeah. He pushed yeah. the country and. I mean, this this is kind of what happened in the UK. Like uh, when Tony Blair got in power, like he, you know, the only 
like the uh, the left, like the Labour government in the UK was never ever going to get in because they were considered to be like too far left. So like, Tony Blair came along, basically repackaged like the conservative um, conservative agenda in, in a in a Labour language and fooled a bunch of people and got in power. And so, like you know, the left's like shifted right, and then suddenly the right has to shift even further right to, to actually get in. It's, I mean, it, it's 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 even more insane in the UK. Like it's, I mean, the UK like sometimes laughs at the US, and it's kind of like going, oh, you've got Trump in power. Well, this this is like in the last year or so. And then it's like, well, you've got Boris Johnson in power. Like, why are you any better off? And, you know, it's to, to, to be in the UK and to be galvanized over the threat of foreign people coming into the country. I mean, like, if you look at the percentages of people in the, uh, in the, in the UK, like, the, the racial diversity is like way different there. It's like, 2% of um, people are black in the UK, 2% are Muslim, um, something like 9% like uh, kind of like European or something like that. I might have that one slightly off, but the percentages are really pretty low. And like, uh, you know, um, but they've got people galvanized into believing that there's like a, a sort of slow invasion and erosion of British values. And it's like, um, what, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, if, if you really look at like the country from, I mean, if, if you didn't have the influx of people from the Commonwealth in the UK, like the country would have sunk. It, it's like, uh, and, I, and I actually think it's exactly the same in this country too. Like, so I mean, in, in England, like uh, in the 50s, you had like uh, people from uh, Jamaica came over on the Windrush, right, to replace like the, uh, the people in London who got killed during the Blitz. So they basically revitalized the uh, the industrial area in London. You know, they went to Bradford too and they like kind of expanded the industrial areas there too. Then, you know, 60s you had like Pakistan came in, 70s you had like uh, India came in to revitalize the workforce and to push the birth rate up because the country was like dropping birth rate and like every single time we've had a big influx of like people into the uk there's been an uptick in the economy now now look at like uh look at the states like really i mean jesus christ like okay i don't know about necessarily the economics in the states but like okay i'm just gonna talk about the entertainment industry like so, like, there is no culture in the U.S. without African Americans. Like, oh, yeah. all you have to do is look at like, there is no like rock and roll without the blues, without jazz. You know, rock and roll is like one of the biggest industries in in the in the U.S. It comes out of African American culture, like hip hop is the biggest export since that point and mm -hmm. it replaced it rock and roll was the biggest export in the country you know like literature like spoken word 
started off with the beats. The beats are inspired by jazz. So like no spoken word, no poetry industry, like no. Yeah. Take African Americans out of that mix. How, how do you do it? Like, you know, it, it like it's it's just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. the, the and then I mean even like right right in the place. I suppose you know if we were to talk economically, I mean Jesus, like it's it's just unfathomable to me that, that there's no connection seen with, with the fact that like. Were necessary. Yeah, like vital, like the the thing that actually made America America. The thing like, that made America great, you might say. <laughs> literally, literally. I mean, like you know, economically, obviously, like the entire country's built off the back of slavery. No one likes to say that. Or, you know, nobody who's who's benefited from it likes to mm-hmm. likes to say it. But then, like, uh, just culturally, like, um, Jesus Christ, like, look at all the food, look at all the cuisine in the South. Like, you know, there is no cuisine in the South without African American influence. You've got mm-hmm. like, you know, okra greens, and, you know, like Jesus. Like, I, I, I was watching like Anthony Bourdain like traveling around like uh, America, and then he travels around like uh, Africa, and you no, know, like the the diet is almost identical. Like it's like, well, not identical, but like you can see where stuff has come over from Africa and kind of gone into the American cuisine. It's like it's mm-hmm. like it's absolutely like the bedrock of this entire country. Like the whole country like is built off of immigration and yeah it's yeah it's just bamboozling to somebody for as somebody from the outside to like who's pretty versed in popular culture to like look at it (laughs) just you know like how the hell like george bush avoided like going in and like just plowing money into new orleans and, and and saying like this is the most important cultural city in the entire United States and it needs to be rescued. Right. It's just, just ridiculous, right? Yeah. It is. Sometimes, and I will I will say, and I know I'm not the only person <laughs> and only black man in America who is felt this way, but you know, as a hypothetical, there have been times when I wonder, what if what if I can snap my fingers, right? Or wave a wand. <laughs> Y'all know that I like. You I would fucking, wave a wand. I would wave a fucking wand, right? <laughs> but um, and make all the black people in the United States vanish, disappear, and 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 have our own landmass where we can build ourselves and we can do what it is we've been doing, right? I wonder what America would look like inside of five years. What it would be like. What the uh, national culture would be like. A what desolate the ex- place. <laughs> I just. I wonder. I honestly do wonder what what that would look like. It doesn't mean that other people don't possess uh, creative skills and styles and gifts and, and things of that nature uh, in many different areas in terms of education, in terms of entertainment, in terms of science and, and math and history and all of those things. But I just wonder how different things would be. Like, like how different would things be? Would it be unrecognizable? I believe it would be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it would be a shithole, but it might be a shithole. <laughs> it'll be a shithole but it'll be someone else in our place that's getting shat upon too yeah, yeah. because 
Somebody gonna get shitted on, bro. Yeah. That's the great American pastime, shitting on some motherfucker body. That's shitting on you. somebody. I love how you're holding that teacup. Damn. <laughs> a tiny ass teacup. Look how small tiny, it is. Tiny, tiny dancer. <laughs> Hold, Hold me closer. closer. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. But uh, someone, someone's going to be shitted on. And um, I don't know who it is, but it's not going to be white people. And they're gonna be doing the shit, and they're gonna shit now. The and most Native, shittiest group of people I've ever seen. And Native Americans are damn near extinct, so they can't take much more shit. No, it'll, it'll, it might be Latino individuals. Like oh yeah, know. oh yeah, the Mexicans is up next. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Come on home. Come on home. They are up next, shit. man. Mm-hmm. I can't see the Asians going for it because they don't have to. Well, I don't know I mean, now. I don't know now, Lavender. I, I would have said that same thing, except for I'm starting to think about when, you know, when Donald Trump, that cocksucker, was calling this shit uh, the China virus. Look at how there was, an, there was an uptick in, 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 in hate crimes. You know what? But do you see how fast they passed the bill to protect yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Have we gotten a bill yet to protect us? We haven't even gotten the um, uh, George Proposal. Floyd. Uh, bill passed. Damn. In a way that's significant, in a way that helps people. I don't believe so. I don't think so because civil rights is applicable to everyone. It's not just applicable to us. So you can't right. say that. Um, I don't. I don't. Not. Has there knowledge. been anything specifically for I for black people? I don't. I haven't heard of it. I think it's the uh, the voting rights thing that was passed in 1964. Uh, it's like I'm talking about to help black to keep us safe. Uh, no, not that kind of... <laughs> to make it a crime, to... <laughs> well, you know, like what they just did for the Asian community since the pandemic. No, it's not a crime. It's still not a crime. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, but not a crime. Yeah, but it's okay because you know what? I ain't crying about it. It's all good. I didn't know it was this bad until tonight. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know it was this bad. I don't think... Where, I th- I th- I'm I sorry. Like, I was going to say, I think we just... It's like you were saying earlier, and all three of y'all were saying earlier in different ways, it, it's just for people who are marginalized and ostracized uh, to, to move. All we can do is move in the way that we move. We can move forward and do the best we can because... If we're lying, if we were lying on the state to make us okay, then we're not gonna be okay. We have to make us okay in, in all the ways that we can make ourselves okay. Um and uh something just came to me. I see why a lot of African Americans cling to religion so mm-hmm. much because it takes away your own responsibility and things, and it kind of puts it on a higher power. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like casting, it's a, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like casting your cares on God or casting your needs on God. And um, I see why a lot of Black people are so religious based yeah. because you believe that's all you it. got. That's all you got. That is really all you got is and, hoping the guy upstairs, the man in the sky is looking out for you because you cannot look out for yourself. 
And it also explains why some of us are so gung ho at it. Because if you're gonna do it, like Booker T and them said, Uh-oh. you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it till you fucking satisfy. Till you satisfy. You're gonna go as far into it as you can. We believe that that is ridiculous and there should be some logic applied to it. But looking at it from that perspective, it's not hard to understand at all. The thing, the yeah. thing I, I think is funny is, isn't it easier to believe in God than it is to like be a working class guy and believe that a billionaire understands how you feel? That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> do, do you really think like, you know, uh, like Donald Trump's ever had to like eat sugar sandwiches or like had to, had to like, know. you know, live off like ice cream wafers for like a, a month or, you know, had, had to like... Right. Decide to like not eat so that his kids can eat. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's the level of cognitive fucking dissonance. A lot of the individuals who are uh, supporting him and voting for him and his ilk are individuals who are doing the very things you just mentioned, Paul. So how do you how do how do you how does that match? Where does that puzzle piece fit in the motherfucking the, the whole the puzzle? How does that work? I have to just think like the only like common touchstone is that he like is out and out racist and he legitimizes like that kind of behavior. It's like, uh, you know, he, he, he points his, his finger at like, you know, the black people he doesn't like. He points it at the uh, Mexicans he doesn't like. He points his finger at the transgender people he doesn't like. And he says it. And that, that means that somebody else can come out and say it you know, oh, the president said it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay for me to say it. It's, you know, I, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm being loyal. I'm loyal to the country and I'm loyal to the idea of the, the president. And I'm, lo- you know, so if he says it, like, it's, that it has to be it, right? I mean, it, it can't be that you, like, go, God, this guy's got, like, a, a shining personality. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to, like, I want to mimic his skincare regime. I mean, uh, you know, God, that 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 hairstyle really works for me. I, I really mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> want to learn how to like sculpt that thing on top of my head. I mean, <laughs> you know, it has to just be like, okay, this guy's made it okay for me to be like an ignorant, racist, homophobic, transphobic like individual, and I could stomp around the the kingdom and like slap anyone who I don't agree with. That that has to be it. It just that's the that's the common denominator that they're white and that they're racist and that they can say whatever the fuck they want to say. There's a guy I follow on uh Twitter, his name is Noel Noel or Noel Kassler. And uh he worked with he was a uh I may be incorrect on this bit, but he worked with a talent. So he was on, I believe he was on The Bachelor and he was on whatever the name of that shitty show Donald Trump had, the the the, what was it called? The The the, the Apprentice, and uh, his words uh, for years this is before Donald Trump uh, uh, jockey for the position of president. His words are hilarious because he speaks about what it was like to work with him. The dude, um, and this is no offense to those who are incontinent, but Donald Trump wasn't incontinent because he had to be. He was incontinent because he was a drug-addled asshole, right? Mm-hmm. Dude is is wearing uh, what we call them ever overnights, twenty four seven. Didn't give yeah. a goddamn about shitting his pants and and pissing on himself and the way that he (laughs) smelled was well known uh throughout production his racism was well known his sexism was well well known his uh aggressive uh 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 
sexism was well known. Him, you know, he owned the Miss America uh, pageant for some years. I don't know. Yeah. I think he might still no, work with him with um, the pageants too, I believe. One yes, time. he did. He did work with him. And he was, all these things were common knowledge. It's not as if the average American who, it's not as if some average Americans, I should say, haven't mm -hmm. always had a, had a beat on who this motherfucker has been. They People have known who he is the entire time, but it's like we've always said here, the common denominator is racism. The common denominator is um, uh, being able to fit yourself in a space where you can feel, in which you can feel better than folks who don't look like you, or who don't come from where it is, you, from where you come from. But uh, Castler is still talking about it now, like this is the most revolting, disgusting, racist, sexist, just a horrible, horrible fucking human being, a monster mm -hmm. who was somehow installed because he wasn't voted in office. He mm -hmm. was installed in a position of authority. And now we're at a point at which half of the American populace, the, the, the grotesque thing to me about it is, whereas before he was installed in office, you have the Electoral College to blame for that. You have gerrymandered to blame for that. You have voters' mm -hmm. rights registration rules being broken to blame for that. But to me, the most grotesque bit of this is the next time he runs, if his ugly ass lives to run again, right, mm -hmm. is that he can be voted into office legally because of the number of people who believe in what he is. They are what he is. They Looking at him is like looking into a mirror. Yeah, so that is. Uh, I won't call it frightening because, as I said before, I'm I'm just fucking. I'm 42 years old now, man. I'm tired of being fucking frightened. I'm infuriated now. I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed the fuck off, right? Um, but the grotesque and infuriating thing to me is that he could gain office legally the next time around because folks can't stand black and brown folk individuals in this country. That's some hellified hatred. I don't. That's like me burning down my house because I seen a spider. That is that is so crazy. Yeah. And that racism is crazy as hell. So it is. You're burning your own goddamn house down to kill a spider, knowing goddamn well you have to have a place to live after the immolation right. has, has stopped. After the flames right. are fucking going out. But the spider's fucking gone. The spider's fucking the, gone. The, right? As long as the spider is gone and the spider don't even fucking want you. No, and it's worse, in the corner. Yeah, not thinking about you. And the thing that's even worse than that. After your home is burned to the ground, you're stinking ass outside. With now you're out there with a million motherfucking spiders, but you're not right. thinking about that. No, until you realize you're outside with a million spiders. So then you set the lawn on fire. Then there's the neighborhood, and that's exactly what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, they'll burn the whole country down. Yeah, which is what's happening. Yep. Um, uh, that's happening here. Uh, you know, it's uh. Like y'all were saying earlier, as we all have said, the schematics of racism are ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And in the end, you can best believe. What's that? I, I forget the. Uh, I want to bring up the the nail, the nail, which is the poem for one of a nail. The horse was lost, but not one of a horse. The carriage was lost and, and all of that. But mm -hmm. the thing that makes sense to me uh, just as much, if not more than that is. And and I'm, I don't know it by heart, but they came for the blah, and then we allowed them to have the blah. They came for the blah next, and we allowed them to have that blah. Then they came for the mm -hmm. blah next, and it goes on and on and on that way until the blah is you. 
and everybody else who was down, who you looked down your nose at was now gone and you are next in line. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's as you said earlier, Lavender, there's always going to be a victim and there's always mm-hmm. going to be a victimizer. And if you are okay with watching the victim be victimized, you better think long and hard about that because once the current victim or the previous victims are eradicated, there you say you're you next. See. There you see it. There you you're stand. next. Yep. That's your ass. But Brody, the whole thing that that hinges on is like the ability for the person listening to actually have empathy and understand like how yeah. somebody else might feel. And I just don't feel, I mean, is he a sociopath? I actually think he might be. I mean, it's, you know, Trump and some of these others seem to be sociopathic. Right? Mm-hmm. They just, they, they literally, I mean, what you were saying about burning down a house, it's almost like they're, they're going into somebody else's house. I'm burning the house down while they're still inside it and just sat there going, well, at least they don't have, <laughs> at least they don't right. have it anymore. Yeah. You know? Right. Because the, the, the end result's the same. You mm-hmm. might you might flee that burning building, that burning motherfucking bed. You might crawl up out of that, burn, that burning bed, burn, baby, burn, before it happens. But you're going to continue to do that time and time again. And there'll be a mm-hmm. time when you won't, there'll come a point in, uh, in time when you won't be able to get up out of the bed. But like you were saying, Paul, it 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 requires empathy. And these people, and I, I know that these motherfuckers are psychopaths, sociopaths. Mm-hmm. I firmly, firmly know it. And I mean, he, he never felt bad for anything he said. He felt bad because he got caught. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like engaged in the backpedal and like, you know, you don't, you don't backpedal if you actually know that you've done something wrong. You backpedal because you've been caught. Like yeah. if, you, if you actually know that you've done something wrong, then you apologize and it's heartfelt and you actually you do something to fix the way you do going forward. But he just stumbles from one like klutzy, well, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. It's not It's not a klutzy thing. Like, he's kind of fooled people into thinking he's a fucking clown and he just doesn't have any control over what comes out of his mouth. But the points where he gets caught being racist and the points where he gets caught being sexist, that's him. That's yeah. him. He's just like, that's him, like, right out there. And, and like, the bits where he backpedals and he tries to, like, um, gloss over it, that's the lie. You know, he doesn't mean a fucking thing on any apology he's ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember a couple months ago, a couple months ago when uh, the numbers were showing that his people were dying. They were dying of, of COVID-19, right, or of COVID-19. And uh, he threw a rally. Who This motherfucker loves rallies more. His middle name ought to be Rally. Instead of J, instead of J, whatever the fuck it is, but he actually started to to to, to appeal to those members of his base who were dying of COVID nineteen. He got on the stage and said, "Well, I think, and we all saw this. I think um, it's good to go and back get vaccinated." And immediately, the people in the crowd began to boo his ass. They began to boo him. So these people that he allowed to that he he went out of his way to commandeer in terms of the loyalty began to boo him but then he backed up like you were saying a moment ago paul he backed up and said you know well i mean if you want to if you want to that kind of thing these people i i i i, I have this thing i've said it before about calling people stupid like the older the older i grow the more i realize that what i would have called stupid before is really about intent 
these these things are intentional. People are hateful and they're selfish on fucking purpose, and they know perfectly well what it is they're doing. I'm not going to say that that's applicable to every single asshole, but the vast majority of them, I believe, is applicable to them. Um, so I won't say that these motherfuckers don't know that they're being hoodwinked by a fucking the consummate fucking con man. He is doing something right, even though it's evil. He's doing something right. These motherfuckers can watch this guy uh, be a proponent of a thing that he spent months and months and months uh, putting down and without proof going about disproving these things, right? Um, and shitting all over them. But in the same speech, in the same breath, he can go back on his word and people will, will praise him. And they would cheer his his glory. You know, the most Christian man in the United States, by the way, if nobody knew about it. Donald J. fucking Trump, you know, they can fucking praise him. So, um, again, I go back to what it is we're all saying before, which is it's, it's nothing to do with a lack of knowledge. It's nothing to do with a lack of aware of awareness in terms of what's going on. It's that common denominator, the racism. And I believe yeah. the majority of what we're dealing with in this country, politically and socially, stems from fucking racism the hatred of those who are black and brown mm -hmm. i agree yeah so i don't know what will be by uh november of next year i don't predict it's going to be in a better place i would i i hope that it is but you know, given what's going on now i don't i don't see that happening man i i don't know how much worse it's going to get but i know it's going to get worse mm-hmm Who's going shopping lately and seen these motherfucking prices? The prices are high. Um, God. With the, everything that was given to us during the pandemic, as far as being home and blah, 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 and internet, free internet, and the kids being at home, they're going to get it back. They're getting it back in ways of food, I see. Um, it's not, I don't, it's, God, I hate to be so negative, but it's not never going to be just good. It's going to be some razzle-dazzle bullshit sprinkled in there somewhere, you know, just to keep us on our toes. So, yeah, we're home. Yeah, we're making mo more money, but you're going to spend it, and you're going to spend it if you want to eat. So, yeah, prices are high, man. I've really changed my diet, how I've been eating. Um it's probably making me more healthier too, but yeah. And I am, I am, um, I mean, unfortunately I've had to, I would say unfortunately, even though it's healthier for me, but I've had to change my diet as well. Although I'm moving on towards changing. I eat less mm -hmm. meat, um, less red meat because red meat is, is the thing. Like that's the shit that's hyper expensive. Pork, yeah. pork and beef. Yeah. It's going up. Hell, even, even, even um, poultry is going up. Yeah, everything is fucking going up. Everything like going um up. we bought two steaks, two T-bone steaks. Usually will be like $13, $14. It was $23 for that. So yeah, I'm not eating steak like I used to, and I don't need it. So mm -hmm. it is right. what it is. I just have a really lax um feelings towards things because I'm just no need to fight against a prick. It's just it's just gonna be. And you do the best you can and the best yep. way you know how. Yep. I, I don't know if we're going to reverse. I don't think we're going to. I think this is where we are and where we will be. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't think these can't, be, can't 
get better and in, in, in good time. Mm-hmm. But those who are, listen, your Bezos's and your Gates and your um uh, uh, your Musk's and all Elon, these individuals, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they are. And then you have your individuals in positions of, of positions of political authority. They're enjoying this shit too much. And they're not yeah. gonna let it go. They're not gonna let it go without a fight. I haven't made provided like the perfect metaphor for like uh, what billionaires are like <laughs> all about. They're they're launching giant dicks into the sky to yeah. the, the, the <laughs> to escape us, and that's what's even more scary because these motherfuckers are leaving the planet. Like, oh shit! Even if only like, for a couple <laughs> minutes, they're trying to get the fuck as far away as they can. When they when when that when the first one went up in into the into the atmosphere, the stratosphere. Who was it Richard? Uh, it was Musk. He, he's been doing like uh, like NASA trips with his uh, SpaceX for like the last couple of years, I think. Jesus I Christ. what um, I find. Rats didn't really? even get to space. Like he's just in the upper stratosphere, I think. Yeah, but they moving. They moving that bar. The thing that I find hilarious, which is what you brought up, Paul, is you didn't realize the heck. Okay, so we know it's got to be a blog, and it's about, it's got to be kind of sort of spherical in some ways, but it looked like a dick. That's, like, the, it, that's the second. <laughs> that's the second design like that. He's done like he had that building that looked like the uh, emoji. Building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was that irony or what the fuck was that? Like, was it? I, it could be like somebody in his organization is trying to like slide it under the bar. Like, you know, maybe he won't know that it's like a giant dick until he gets up in space and people take pictures of it. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy to me, man. Um, maybe one of these days they'll 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 move up into the stratosphere, into the ionosphere, uh, the troposphere, and they'll keep my fucking moving and lose control and fly the fuck up out of here. Now, of course, that's not gonna change the structure of our uh, uh, of capitalism, global capitalism, or specifically American capitalism. It's not gonna change anything in terms of politics, but. Why don't all y'all go and get it build a really big dick and get Donald Trump and get Holly and get Green and get all these motherfuckers in it and just fly off and, and escape the the, the the bonds of Earth, you know, escape the gravity of Earth and keep fucking moving. No, it's not going to change shit, but it'd be really entertaining to fucking watch. Like Iron Sky, all, all the Nazis up on the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let them fucking go, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we. I believe that we're in a, I know that we're in a bad place and I don't think it's going to get any better. So the best we can do is do the best we can. That's every fucking body who is not an asshole, you know, a, you know, an asshole. I, th- I think the thing is, I think you covered it earlier. Like, you know, what, why would they leave? Like, you know, the only reason it like tastes good to them to be here is because they have somebody's neck to step on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like uh, you know, they go up on the moon. Like they'd have to take somebody along with them to like, mm-hmm. fuck with. Yeah, yeah, because they can't seem to do without that. Like, it's like, like an, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like motherfuckers, and this may not be applicable to everyone. I just want to put that out there. Any of it, motherfuckers who enjoy, listen. No person, no normal person likes fucking caviar. God damn it, I don't believe it. I never have believed it. 
you don't like fucking caviar. You like it's it because, salty, nasty shit, man. You like it because it is thirteen hundred dollars an ounce, because nobody else can have it. If you wanted something that was overly salty and bad for your fucking heart, your fucking blood pressure, blood pressure, then you could go to. If that's the way you feel about it, if you really get some it, Doritos, man, get some Doritos or get some spam. <laughs> <laughs> or some fucking treat me, or some 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 fucking uh, what do you call them, Vienna sausages. But that's not thirteen hundred dollars an ounce, is it? Mm-mm. It's what people. Uh, it makes them feel good to be able to look down on other people and to be able to say, "I can have this and you cannot." You know. So we 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 we're in a we're in dire straits here. And like you were saying, Paul, over uh, over where you're from, man, they're in dire straits there. I think we're in dire straits, fucking period. Uh, as a species, I believe. I don't know that we're going to be... Uh, I know that in 50 years we won't be enjoying the luxuries we enjoy now on account of global warming. I know that. And that that also is connected to politics here and abroad. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, really, like, the America and England aren't even, like, you know, necessarily the worst places. Like, you've got, like, India. Like, I had some friends over there, like, Modi, like, the, the guy that was friends with... It, he was friends with Trump. Like, I think Trump went over there and like toured. But like, um, I mean, he got into power off the back of like going around with like machetes and like hacking up anyone that didn't believe the same thing as him. And you know, um, like my my friend over there was telling me like right in the middle of the pandemic, like he had a uh, he allowed a giant religious festival to take place. And you might be going, oh, okay, that that sounds like an okay thing to let a giant religious festival take place. But there, there were like all these guys like covering themselves in like the, the ashes of dead bodies and like, uh, you know, bathing in the Ganges and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, at any other point in time, like this is what they normally do in their religious festival. But right in the middle of a pandemic, you know, do you not think it might be a good idea not to like cover yourself in ashes and like it, it swim in a river that's like basically full of human waste yeah <laughs> you know um and he's right wing too he's he's you know he kind of does stuff just to like be popular without thinking about it and it, it kind of plays to the, the lowest common denominator which unfortunately seems to be fear of people who aren't like you yeah just fuck i don't know yeah, you, you would have, you would have thought we'd have got beyond that by now. For like, fuck's sake, I mean, like you, you know, I, I grew up watching Star Trek. I was like hoping for like something like that, with like uh, you know, where, where we don't have to work anymore and we 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 just focused on bettering ourselves and like yeah. know, improving the world, not like still still fighting over like the stupid shit that just doesn't. I mean, fuck's sake, like, we're, we're all stuck on, like, this tiny ball of mud with, like, you know, two miles of atmosphere around it and, like, you know, but there is no genetic difference between any of us. Like, some of us are darker because we live in the sun. Some of us are, like, pasty because we live in places that rain all the fucking time. Mm. And, you know... And that's a reason to fight. I, I, I don't I don't fucking know. There's enough food in the world to feed everyone. There's you know, there's, there's enough like resources to house everyone. Like there's fucking 
something like 12 million homeless people in the UK and there was mm-hmm. like 16, um, 16 million empty houses. Oh. And, my, and my mom was going, there's a homeless problem. I'm like, there isn't a homeless problem. There's a fucking distribution problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not like, you know, advocating for communism or anything. I'm just advocating for like some fucking sense. Like, just give, uh, you know, but... Yep. Grim, do you remember when we went to New York for the first time and the homeless, like how horrible it was, the homeless population when we weren't on Fifth Avenue? Yeah. And we were seeing, it was wintertime, I believe, the first time we went there. We were seeing people like snuggled up in fucking cardboard boxes and lying, lying on the um, the grates that the subway was going through to be warm and all of that. Like, you know, um, do you remember what that was like? What that felt like? I mean, we, we wrote shit about that. Yeah, it's... And it's yeah. not necessary. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's interesting in Florida too, like the homeless problem. Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of you know there's like rumors that other states ship people down there for like you know the summer because it's warm. Like just not really thinking with the reality that like you know these guys don't have drink and they don't have like stuff to stay hydrated. They're in as mm-hmm. worse situation as they were when they were freezing to death. But mm-hmm. you know they're like dying from heat stroke and stuff like that. It's, it's, I don't know, like, the only reason people are like that, the only reason people are segregated, the only reason there's any of this shit is because someone's making money off it. Yeah. That's that's all it is. Like, you know, what we were saying, or what I was saying a second ago about, like, the resources, the only reason they're under lock and key is because someone's, someone scooped them up before somebody else got there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like... And they're hoarding them. Yeah, you didn't work for like five billion dollars worth of stuff. You didn't do enough labor to account for that. You didn't come up with an idea. That, Donald Trump did not have an idea that benefited people in the world to the tune of five billions of dollars. I mean, how many people are like walking around saying that Donald Trump helped who are being? I mean, it's so for him to have that money means he got it from some other means like mm-hmm. he got there first his relatives got there first you know he's i mean like jesus christ his family's been a problem in this country for like fucking years i mean his, his father was like a a slum landlord i mean yeah. like he watched shows like quincy and like uh mm-hmm. you know some of those more socially minded like dramas that were coming out back in the early 80s and late 70s his family was a fucking problem you know, um, yeah, it's the same few like people that got there earlier that basically been fucking the place for like forever. Like, you know, it's yeah, it's unnecessary, but it's it's yeah, it's hard to break out of it because it's, it's like the American, it's the American way. <laughs> it's the American way, man. Not just the American way. I mean, obviously, it's something that's prominent uh, across this planet in many different ways, but that right there is certainly the American way, you know. Um, he talked about running for the presidency in the 1980s. I remember when I was much younger and uh, I saw he was on, um, 
uh, Barbara Walters, whatever show she had at that point in time, program she had, and he was saying that he would run for a presidency and he felt like he was qualified. And then in the early 90s, he was on Oprah Winfrey's show and he was saying, I might run. And a lot of people didn't take him, take him seriously. And I got to say, if I had been of an age then, I probably wouldn't have taken him seriously either because I always saw him as like this uh, disgusting, just a, a, a ridiculous clown, like a sideshow, mm-hmm. a, a freak show situation. Mm-hmm. It never, and I, I'm not going to say in hindsight, I would have believed that it would, it would have, it could have happened because I still can't believe the shit happened the first time around here. You know, um, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Like, nobody thought it was going to happen. You watch all those pundits sat around, like, uh, you know, on the night before, uh, like, they're like, jaws hit the floor when, when the tide started turning and he started like bringing in the vote. I mean, yeah, it's it was kind of unfathomable. It shouldn't have been though. It shouldn't have been unfathomable that somebody like that could get into power. I mean, you know, at some point, like if you if you're built on racist foundations and you like uh, you know you have a large enough percent of the population who are that ignorant who think that's actually the reason for you know why they're in the shit because of somebody else, then. Someone like him was bound to come along. I, yeah. I, I just think they were burying their head in the sand. Mm-hmm. They, they, they thought they should be elected. I mean, the Democrats thought they should be elected because they were the best option. Mm-hmm. But they didn't put up any kind of fight. Hillary didn't really like... To me, it didn't feel like she really fought. She kind of rested on her laurels. She was like, no one could possibly elect this, this mm-hmm. dude without like, looking at the the reality of like he he actually is talking to people in a language that they not only understand that they like yeah you know and in order to admit that you have to look at it and go there's a fucking problem in the country that's creating people who have mm-hmm. these viewpoints i mean you know that there are people who you aren't reaching with like your social programs that there are people who still you know, still don't feel like you've said anything that actually includes them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. It's it's a um it's a it's a definite. The discussion of it is an aerobarous sort of situation. Um, it being fixed is a. Uh, <laughs> I frankly believe at the moment it is an impossibility. So we could um, discuss this. Until the cows came home. Uh, I, 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 what I do wish is they were a. I wish there was a brain trust of individuals who were conscientious, who did possess uh, uh, empathy enough, at least to look beyond themselves, even if it's only to their immediate family, because their immediate family has spouses, they have uh, you know friends and. They'll have children and things of that nature. I wish there was some sort of a brain trust that that could do this and entertain it, entertain it and um, be invested in it in a serious enough manner. But of course, there is a, that is to say that could determine uh, uh, the political and social wherewithal, not just here, but in countries uh, throughout the world. But that's probably not ever going to happen. I think that it is possible, but there needs to be empathy that is employed in order for that to happen. So. You know, in terms of where we'll be next year in this country, 
does anyone have any thoughts on where we'll be? And any final thoughts on what we're discussing now? Maybe we have to align those people who want to do good stuff but don't want to pat on the back. They are out there. I mean, you know, you look at like, uh, is it, I can't remember if it's Venus or Serena Williams, but when they have like a charity, like uh, they were working with like um, uh, the guy at Fuji's, like they were like helping in Haiti and stuff like that. Like, mm. again, much press about it, like, you know, the occasional kind of thing going on. Prince was out there. I mean, Acom was going out into Africa and like uh, uh, helping villages over there. Like, there are people out there doing stuff. It's just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like maybe politics is never going to be the answer. It's kind of, kind of it, right? It has to be mm-hmm. the creative types. Yeah. Like you who can write. People who, you know, people like your brother who put on this, this podcast. It's like, yeah, that, that kind of network's the thing that's going to shift the balance, I think. Like, enough creative people. You got to be able to speak. You got to speak it to believe. You got to believe it to speak in it. You got to believe it to speak it and speak it to have it occur. Or perhaps to influence yourself or to uh, inspire yourself and other people. So, I expect we'll see. I don't know how things will be next year, but uh, here's hoping we'll still be here and here's hoping we'll still be able to hear be here to do what it is we're doing now. And maybe, just maybe, an individual or two who's listening to us or who will be listening to us up listening to us up to that point will be able to, you know, be inspired and move into the world in a positive manner, whether it's due to um, uh, spiritual beliefs, uh, social uh, justice, being observed, any number of things. So here's hoping we're still here to do it. And, and thank you for that too, by the way. We thank you for that, brother. We do. Anybody have any final thoughts on the um, religion and on the spirituality and on the politics and all the rest of that happy horseshit? Um, I just got to say one quick thing is all we can really rely on is ourselves and we all have an individual responsibility to do better outside of money, outside of politics, outside of religion. You have we all have to do better. So it starts within yourself. But I've enjoyed myself tonight. I have been hearing about Grimm's for the longest, uh, mm-hmm. at least over 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you tonight, um, just gathering your perspective on things um, and just learning like how people from other countries view us. Because I always wondered h- how we're viewed over here in this country. And it's as I thought, it, we are a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> the United States is very, very ghetto is ghetto but welcome this is um this is home i don't know if it's going to get better but um i'm content i'm i'm happy i do have a i was going to say a few but i have great people in my life and that's enough to keep me sane so fuck the rest of it all is well i'm just i'm really happy to be a part of this podcast and I will say good night after the final remarks from um, our other host. Uh, (laughs) Look, Mark, you and I have been saying this for a while, but we actually mean it. Build back better. Better, I've heard it. Build back better in a way that's effective, in a way that actually has some, um, some sand behind it. 
some 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 gumption, some power and energy and love and empathy behind it. Those are my final thoughts, my final words on tonight's main, the main motherfucking satellite. Paul, Mr. Grimm, we all thank you so much for setting aside the time to come and be a part of this with us, the main, the main satellite with us. And uh we just appreciate you so much, man. And you know I love you. And we anytime you ever want to come back, mm-hmm. I will I will extend the invitation, man. It's a standing invitation. You are always, always welcome. Mm-hmm. We you, love you. Yeah, you yeah. let me waffle. You let me waffle for a long time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, anytime you want to invite me back, I'm totally down to Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Y'all, Mark, you have anything else to say about side? Uh, we'll see y'all on the other side. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all. This has been awesome. Good night. All right. Love you too, bro. Good night. Hey, yeah. Good, Good night, to y'all. Hey, yeah. Good to meet you. Absolutely, brother. Be easy. On the main show night. <laughs> on the main show night. <laughs> <laughs>